Red light is on. Oh, you know what the red light means or the red box. Four sportsmen. Favorite perspective, expected, so accepted. My man KG said that's a tongue twister, by the way, Fleet, but I don't care. I love have to post. To say it. All ball TV, four sportsmen. To my left, we're back. Time dropper. Dime. 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 Underneath him is, you know, underneath him is usually, Dame Dato is usually all ball. He will be here shortly. Yo, yo, yo. To his right, usually. Who is now in the middle bottom pause are we live fleas in the building y'all let's go <laughs> yo, yo. Sports, sports, baby we yo. back <laughs> all things western conference this episode i've been teasing this on the channel on my lives a lot we're gonna be talking about every team now forgive us if we don't talk about a certain team as much as you'd like everything's gonna be time stamped in the comment section so let's get it started fabian we starting we're gonna alternate starting from one and 15, I also have our preseason predictions on here that I'm also going to be showing you guys for all four of us. So, Fabian, let's start with the number one seed. Oh, man. Hey, hey Dom, yes, before, you, before you post my list, throw a little makeup on it and uh, make it look pretty because my list is bad. Hey, hey man, we all, <laughs> we, all, we all take our L's, and you're going to see some of our L's uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. far. But starting with this one. Which I think is going to L for the majority of the world before when they were making preseason predictions, because I don't think anybody could envision that this team would be the number one seed in the West at the All Star break. Fabian, um, wow, the Minnesota Timberwolves are the number one seed in the Western Conference, thirty eight and sixteen, one of the last three games, seven and three in their last ten games. Ant Man is creeping up in the MVP rankings. Goldberg is creeping up in the Defensive Player of the Year rankings to the chagrin of Dime Dropper. McDaniels has turned out to be a stud of a defender. They just picked up Monte Morris, sneaky veteran Wiley pickup, Wiley veteran pickup. Uh, he, back to back up Mike Conley. I don't know if we should go. Who should go first here? Uh, hold on a second. Super chat from Siomara. That would be Mama Perspective. Wow. $20 in the building. Shout out to Are you mom. sure? I, I, that might be my uh, uh, dad's assistant. No. Your dad's assistant's name is Shomana? Yeah. That's my mom's name. She might smack me for saying her name on the air. So, again, that is Mama Flea. Well, I mean, Mama Perspe Perspective. You, dude, Thank you, might mom. be my dad's assistant. I'm dead serious. It's She's not. There's no person. way. She's a very generous, nice person. My mom is in the house, bro. She's back there. She did it on purpose. <laughs> Minnesota <laughs> Timberwolves. <laughs> Thank you to both. Thank Thank, you to both. Right, 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 right. So, Minnesota Timberwolves, number one team in the West. What do we feel? What is the shocker? Are we still shocked? Do we still, do we see them? What are we seeing here? Uh, Fleego first. Uh, I'll jump in here and say this. It's mom. It is mom. There we go. There we go. I met Shout my dad. By the way, I just wanted to clarify. My dad's a dentist. I met a dental assistant, not a personal assistant. We don't got. We're not rolling like that. My dad's not rolling like that. I mean, you just said your dad is a dentist, so calm, right. calm, 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 calm down. Hey, man. Still, personal assistant. I, I, I barely know anybody with a personal assistant. Shout out to shout out to Mama Fabian. Let's let's just move. Let's just let's just, let's just Mama move. perspective. Mama perspective. Excuse me. Let's move on. Um, sorry about that. Um, 
Minnesota Timberwolves. I did not have them as the number one seed uh, going into the All-Star break. Uh, to revisit my list, I absolutely had the Los Angeles Lakers finishing number one in the Western Conference. That is awful, awful, awful. Shout out to X, man. Shout out to Art. Um, Shout out to Super Chat. They are making their name on the defensive end, y'all. Ant Edwards is taking the leap. Uh, I love how locked in Carl Anthony's Towns is on the defensive end. Like everything about what Gobert does is 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 trickling down to Carl Anthony Towns. He's not just focused on shooting the three. He's not just focused on being a perimeter big. He's actually getting his hands dirty and um, you know, being a rim defender. Uh being a guy that, that takes defense seriously. I've never, ever seen him like this. Even when Thibodeau was the head coach in Minnesota, even when Jimmy Butler was 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 there in, in Minnesota, Carl Anthony Towns looks like he's approaching the, the defensive end uh, to a different degree, Some some in a way that I've never seen him approach it. Um, and Ant-Man is ascending into the all-star, superstar level player that I've been screaming about for almost a year now. Uh, I think I, he's the he's the player that I'm the highest on in the NBA right now in terms of young guys. Uh, everything about his game. I don't even I don't care what it is. Shooting from all three levels, being a three point shooter, being a guy that hits the mid range, being a guy that could go downhill. He obviously could put you, your mama, your daddy, and the rest of your family in the rim, right? So like this dude is uh he's the real deal. So um. As he gets better and better, um, along with their ancillary pieces, Gobert playing at a defensive uh, of the year level, Cat uh, playing outstanding. Uh, who do we who do we we just mentioned? Uh, uh, McDaniel's is probably one of the better perimeter defenders in the league. Like somebody that you know is not a household name, but if you sit down and watch some games of this kid, this kid really really sits in the chair and defends. Um, but I think. An underrated aspect of that team is Mike Conley and Chris Finch. I think Chris Finch is doing an amazing job as a coach, uh, challenging them, challenging those dudes. Uh, I saw a quote maybe a month or two ago, and they hit a tough stretch, and Chris Finch called out his best player, Anthony Edwards. You got to be better on defense. You got to be better. And you know, from that point on, I think he's got he, he's become much better on the defensive end. Uh, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have called this, y'all. I wouldn't have called this. But um I, I like Minnesota. I like what they're doing. They have playoff experience. And so you build on that from last year and you know, you go from there. I gotta I, we gotta hear from Dom because you know he he loves Rudy Gobert so much, having a resurgent season <laughs> with, with, with when the West Coast rival Clippers. What do you what do you think about the Timberwolves so far? Has Gobert impressed you? Being on the second stint, number one defense still, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, what what are your overall thoughts with the Timberwolves? Man, Flea said a lot of the things that I was going to say, but they gave me a real reality check the other day when they killed us. And it showed me because it's the second game we played against them. It's not just a one game. Everyone's gonna say it's just one game. We played them twice, and there are some things I'm just seeing. You know what I'm saying? And one thing, one thing that I'm seeing is they guard like they are the best defensive team in the league and it's very easy to see it i've watched every team play at this point multiple times 
They're the best defensive team in the league. Rudy Gobert, for all the shit I give him, it's mostly about his offense. I don't think Rudy Gobert has gotten super exposed defensively in the playoffs. I really think the Jazz just had nobody that could stay in front of the ball, so you just have to help all the time. And then sometimes, maybe once or twice per game, he overhelped. But for the most part, I don't think he was that awful on, on defense. Now, offensively, totally different conversation. But now he actually has great point-of-attack defenders with him. And let me be real about Jaden McDaniels. Flea was being nice, but I'm going to be nicer. He might be – it's him and OG to me, best perimeter defenders in the league. It's those two. He's that good from what I've seen. He really – I have a – I'm not saying Kawhi won't still get his, but he's going to have to work hard for those 30 in the playoffs if we play them. Mm. And he hasn't scored 30 so far against them. One thing we really need, though, against, against in that matchup is if it's a Zubats. But I'm not trying to make this a Clipper thing, but my point is I still think they can't win the championship this year. I think they need some trials and tribulations in the playoffs. I don't know if they'll end the one seed. It'll be very impressive if they do. One of the most surprising I've ever seen. But they can go to the conference finals. I, I believe in that now. I think they can go to the conference finals. Ant-Man is that dude. He's averaging career highs in points. He's averaging career high in field goal percentage, three-point percentage, free throw percentage, and assists. I mean, the, and, and he guards. And he guards. So special player. Uh, and he's got that it factor. You know what I'm saying? And we know this. We've talked about this. He's fearless. I think the one thing I got to say about Ant-Man, and it's going to hurt him in the playoffs, he settles way too much for threes. I know he's shooting well from three this year, but I think he might have the best first step in the league right now or up there. Like he literally gets by anybody he wants and he elevates at the rim like crazy. And he's so strong. He's one of the best athletes in the NBA. So like for the, against the Clippers, he went one for 11 from three and seven for seven from two. And but when he hit was a bench shot. Right, but he intended for it, which is yeah, badass. Yeah, he did, because he went back and tried to hit another one. I don't know if you saw that, Dom. He took another one and, and missed it awfully. Right, which was embarrassing. They, they made a statement to us, though, yeah. that we're the number one seed. We're holding on to this. And I got to – yeah, I'll give Gobert his props. I, I know how great of a rim protector he is, but I will say it stands out when you see him playing alongside other very good defenders. They're great at the point of attack, and they have that rim protection – and then, as you said, Cat is much more engaged defensively than I've ever seen him. He's been available this season. That's a big thing with Cat. With he's played 53 games. You know, he's only missed one game. Last year, he played 29 games. And Fabian was right. I got to give it to him. But early in the season, when he told me, I said, what's the difference between Minnesota this year and last year? And he said, well, Cat is healthy. And I said, okay. But that's because I assume Cat's going to be, you know, the soft, settling, complaining for fouls Cat. But this year, I like the way he's playing. The way he played against us, he punished us for going too small. And that's my criticism with Cat. It's always been. In Kentucky, I, he was such a good post-up big. When I saw him shooting in the NBA from deep like that, I was like, man, inside, outside, he could average 30 points a game. He's, gone, he's been nowhere close to that. He's averaging 22 and a half right now, and his shooting splits are amazing. Uh, let me just look at him real quick. 50. 2% from the field and 44 from three and 87 and a half from the line. That's ridiculous. So, so he's, he's definitely – go ahead. No, he's just – he's borderline 50, 40, 90. But go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, exactly. So – and he's more engaged defensively. I think Chris Finch is really smart about the way that 
they don't just randomly switch Gobert and Cat. Like, they don't do switch everything. They're very selective. They love to keep Gobert and drop because he's so good around the rim. And I've got to give credit to Conley as much as it pains me. How is he better than Chris Paul now? His defense is so good still. I don't, I don't get it. And he, he's always going to add to the collective basketball IQ of your team. And then off the bench, they got 6'6", long-arm Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Kyle Anderson coming off the bench. And Nas Reed, who's Can one of the best players in basketball. Love. Man. Yeah, give, give Nas Reed some love. Jesus Christ, that dude is playing out of his mind. And I think it's smart that they play Towns and Nas Reed together because yes. you still have the size and they both can shoot and put the ball on the floor. It's a unique team. I'm not going to lie. And the reason why I'm fairly high on them now is because they got that number one. It's all about Cat, though. He's the X factor to me. You know what Gobert is going to do. You know what? I don't want to say you know what the Ant-Man's going to do, but you know he's going to be aggressive, which that's the best part. It's not like you're going to be saying, oh, Ant's not shooting the ball. He's not being aggressive. He's always going to be the alpha dog, but Cat, that's the big thing when it comes to playoffs. But you know what? I got all the praise in the world for Minnesota right now. They're doing amazing things, and they are what their record says they are. I'm not saying that they're guaranteed better than a team below them, but they have been the best regular season team in the West. Fact. And that's all I got for them. So congrats, Minnesota fans. If there are any around, <laughs> congratulations. Man, I think you guys hit everything on the nose, except I'm going to go have glass empty. Um. And before I go there, the Monte Morris deal is amazing because the Minnesota Timberwolves are damn near last in turnover rate, turnover rate in the league. As good as they are, they're damn near last in the league of turnover rate. Monte Morris, check this out. Out of anybody with a at least 1,000 assists in the 47 years since turnovers have been recorded, he has the second highest turnover to assist ratio. Or assist to turnover, turnover ratio. Monte Morris had that, the second highest ever. Now, of course, you'll hear me always critique Chris Paul, Ray John Rondo historically, assist hunting, and especially going after that mark right there, the assist to turnover mark. So it's a little bit flawed, of course. But Monte Morris, nobody has ever talked about Monte Morris before today. Let's be, <laughs> I don't know. But the Timberwolves took care of that, of that flaw of theirs the turnovers they need more possessions where they hold on to the ball especially with the with the bench there because you, you need Conley to, to to sit down take a breather and make sure that the starting lineup or the Nas Reed and Cat lineups who Nas Reed and Cat were 50 40 90 for like a month the first month in the league they were the only guys for a while that were 50 40 90 and then they fell off and now Grayson Allen's 50 40 90 all right but Nas Reed is playing excellent and now they got a guy who like the Knicks they were missing the guy in the second unit and now they got their guy, six foot two. I'm not sure how healthy he is though, because he he did miss a lot of time with Detroit because he got he had he earned all his, his playoff experience with the with the uh with the Nuggets. With Denver, yeah. Right. So, you know, that being said, that's great. I'm gonna go it's have that. It's a bad what? No, I was gonna say that's just a bad team injury. Like I'm hurt because I'm on a bad team. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I'm no, no, just no. saying. Nah, he was coming home. No, 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 no. That was supposed to be. Remember, he's from Flint, Michigan. He was like yeah. Mr. Michigan something in, in, in over there in Detroit. Him and, Kyle, so, him and Kyle Kuzma grew up together. Mm, so he was supposed to come home over there and, you know, be like get the whole LeBron acronym coming home, Carmelo fake. I'm coming home to Brooklyn. He was supposed to be doing that with Michigan, uh, with the Detroit Pistons a little bit. So, you know, Minnesota is, I think they've added a great piece to that. But now Ant Man has now has, has graduated to. The Jason Tatum level where 
bro, you're a superstar. You're a superstar. No more excuses. Crunch time? Nobody's saying this. Ant-Man, you're a dud when it comes to crunch time. Okay, oh, boy. Ball. Okay, 22-year-old. Okay, 22-year-old Anthony Edwards. Be a dud in crunch time right now. That's okay. You'll be fine. Either way, that's my critique about the Timberwolves right now. If they're going to be the best team in the league, you got Monte Morris to, to, to secure these possessions. You need... Ant-Man to close out. He missed the game-winning shot against the against the, the Nuggets in the first round last year. They could have gone to game game six and won two games. They were the toughest team that the, the Nuggets played according to Bruce Brown last season in throughout the playoffs, all of them. But this season, I saw it again. He called out SGA, which I love. He called him out, and he's basically setting up for the playoffs. Like I said this earlier on the four sportsmen. He's telling the refs and he's telling the league. These these BS calls you're giving SGA right now, I don't want to see him in the playoffs because we D up, and so do they. But we're not giving him anything. He's SGA. We get it. Don't give him any calls. Call it free. But I also need to see you in crunch time, Ant-Man, and his numbers don't look good. I, have, I don't have him with me, but I know for a fact Ant-Man is not performing in crunch. He just doesn't. And I don't want to hear that he's 22 because we can't keep saying that he's Ant-Man. You, know, you can't have a nickname. You're the number, number one team in the league. The microscope is on you. D Wade came in the league. He was tough. Michael Jordan. All these guys came in the league. They were perimeter players. If you're not if you're not clutch, we you get we see it. We we forgive the big man for not being clutch. The perimeter players create their own shots better. So Ant Man, they're gonna go as far as he is when he as he does as he comes up big time in the big moments for me. So far, that's what I see with them. Before we go to uh, San Antonio, all uh, ball. What's nah, going on, nah, brother? Fellas, fellas, my four sportsmen brothers. I'm sorry, Lord. Oh, Mercy. G, what up, baby? How y'all feeling? How y'all feeling tonight? Good, man. Good to see you. Let's take a quick look at what we all had Minnesota before the season. Okay. Everybody can see the screen. I had them 10th. That's a major L. I was sleeping. I have no problem saying it completely. Where'd I have them? Wow. Flea had them third. That was amazing. Great Vic Flea. All ball had them ninth, so not that far from me. And then Fabian had them seventh. So wow. I am the sleepest one of all on this one, and Flea was the most accurate. So let's go to the bottom of the barrel. I thought it was going to be the Blazers, but it is actually the San Antonio Spurs. Wemby just had a triple-double with blocks, which was crazy. He's averaging 20 points. 10 rebounds, three assists, and he leads the league in blocks. He's the only player in the NBA averaging three-plus blocks a game, 3.2. Uh, but the team is absolutely horrific. Let's start with all ball. Much what, Got much to say about them? We don't need to take too long on these guys. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I mean, you know, I'm going to gloat a little bit. I was dead wrong about Minnesota, but I make up for that with the San Antonio Spurs. Um, For me, I blame it all on Greg Pop. Y'all know how I feel about Pop. Um. A lot of former players, oh a God. lot of people in the uh in that sports world are starting to understand where I'm coming from. When you have a, a generational talent like that, like I said, I watched that whole game. For one, I was wrong in the beginning. I'm gonna try to be real quick. I was wrong in the beginning. I didn't think he was gonna be like that. He still has time, uh, a lot of time. But if he's coached right, he can. This year, he was supposed to be in every category. He's supposed to be a starting all star, everything. If he's coached right. I, I watch San Antonio Spurs to where they don't even give him the ball. 
I watch him run down the lane, post up, put his hand up. They don't even give him the ball. So literally, he does all that, like almost Debo in the ball. Because when he get in the pass, they don't give it back. But um, I knew they wasn't going to be good because, like I keep telling y'all, Greg Popovich is only a good coach when he has exceptional Hall of Fame superstar talent. When he doesn't have, once again, if Spolstra, Udoka, look what Udoka's doing in Houston. I'm just saying. What has, has, what has their team is so much what better. What has Eric Spolstra won since LeBron James left? Let me ask the three of y'all that. What okay. has Spolstra done since LeBron James left? So hold, hold on, let me answer. So are we going to poo-poo? Because we always give him props when teams get to the conference finals and the finals. How many times they've been in the finals the last four or five years, Fleet? Did they win? No, no, no. But you, you did. You have an opportunity to win. All three of you guys on the screen are always moving the goalposts depending on who we talk about, right? Depending on who it is depends on how we're going to play with it. Pop so right now, right now, you want to talk to me about make. Jimmy Butler has made the finals twice and it hasn't won. And we don't you, even talk about you, you changing your net. No, Flea, don't do that. We don't even talk about that. All right, so hold on. So, so I Flea. asked you what has Spolstra won since LeBron James left. You you have not answered me yet. No, no. J hold on. Justify Greg Popovich, which some people have him the GOAT coach, with the talent he has in Wimby losing 18 straight and being this bad. There's nothing to justify about it. He has a bad team. That's, that's a bad team. I, Tell wait, me another player on that team besides Wemby. Hurry up. You ain't asking me that. I'm asking I'm asking OG who's telling me uh, Pop is an overrated coach. Talk to me about the rest of their roster just, besides Wemby. But hold on, because look, we, we don't have too much time, right? We cannot spend this much time on a, on a damn Spurs. No way possible. You're right. Greg we, this, is, this is great just, how I crazy just, we I can just, have a conversation about every team that goes on for 30 well, I'm minutes. Not, I'm not about to let two come up here and try to spit this narrative that Pop is overrated and Spolstra is so great when that's the fact now. Spo has done the same shit that Pop has done over the last five years. The same that's shit. Not, that's not true. What Spoh has he won? Has, well, These it are championship level coaches. No, what no, have see, they won? Again, I don't use, see, now we're going to pick and choose when these championships matter and all that other stuff. All I'm saying is, is that the, the Heat were not projected to even go to the championship last year. They were a play-in team, barely made the playoffs, and then they, they went win. to the championship? Did they win? So it, no, it doesn't yeah, matter. Because, because Jimmy Butler went wrong. Jimmy okay, Butler went wrong. How does that not matter? What do you mean it because doesn't matter? Because they all... They almost made they, they're a perennial finals contender three out of the four years. And now anyway. we're gonna call teams perennial finals appearances. Listen, Yo, I'd rather just, I'd rather I'd rather do that than what Pop is doing in San Antonio. The way he puts Sohan at point guard is is criminal. That is that fireworks. Was great. That was crazy. I don't, know, right I, I don't know who Sohan is a nutcase. I don't know what's worse right now, Monty or Pop. And that's not good company. Who are we? We can't even compare Pop to Spolstra. You want what? 20 more seconds on the subject? Yeah, you what? can't. You see, the last five years, yo, you just said the last five years. That's like, that's like, that's for niggas that watch basketball, for niggas that watch basketball, like you claim you do, and you niggas are older than me. There's no way possible that you could sit here and talk to me. Pop ain't in the same. It's, it's, it's always, you know, we've had this argument with all ball all the time. The, the rest of their team, I'll get to give a shout out to Vassell. He's having his best season, but Keldon Johnson's coming off the bench now. Are they just, they're just tanking, aren't they? He, tanks every, he, he tanks every year. 
I'm just Who's saying, next? Don, don't fall for it. Who's okay. next? The Oklahoma City the, Thunder. Then the number two seed right now? Yeah, they are, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to it. Oklahoma City. Well, Am I starting? Well, yes. Oh. Well, are you going to tell us where we had them at, or you just want us to basically, you know? Oh, the Spurs. The Spurs. We're trying to we're trying to compare where we got them, okay. OG, to where where they are right now. The Spurs. Let's see. I had them 14th. They're 15th. Flea had them 14th. They're 15th. All Ball had them 13th. They're 15th. Fabian had them 11th. I thought I said that was ridiculous at the time, and uh, hey, it's not as bad as my Minnesota take. I'll say that. He's such a bad coach. Why you had him in the plan? Or the eleven seed. He probably was gonna say that he thought he was a better coach. Why you had them there? Who uh the, the Spurs? Why did you have them there? Who are we talking about? The Spurs or OKC? Clearly talking about San Antonio. I thought if Wemby was gonna be the guy that we that we would he was hyped up to be and he was meeting expectations, they should He's not? be not no, they, they didn't give they didn't feed him the ball. He wasn't playing center from the beginning, he played center, he didn't play center up until December. Oh, 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 it, we're we're making the same case that we started this whole argument to begin with. Okay, Why is he you know playing what? center in December? That's that's the whole point. So going back to OKC, come on now, Jalen Williams and, and uh, Jalen Williams and, and uh, SGA back to back first back to back forty point games from since Russell Westbrook and, and KD flee. Huh? This is the first time that we've seen back to back forty point games from two stars on OKC since like. Since, Since like uh, Westbrook KD, yeah. Yo, all ball put, put the most controversial uh, pit against uh, teams against each other for the week. The verses of the week, this OKC team versus the KD Russ Harden OKC teams. That's a legit argument, regardless of what side you're on with that. With that, I don't care which side. It's not a flat out. Yeah, I'm taking this team because that says a lot about how SGA has grown to be SGA. How Chet Holmgren, second year, well, his first year in the league, really his second year, in my opinion. Like that's big time. He's right. They're rivaling the Ke- Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, James Harden three MVP team lineup. They're not. Come on now. They're, they're number two in. The, they're not. Well, in terms of in term, well, they didn't do this this young. Who? Which one of those guys was a rookie? Go look well, back. This is what I'm saying. Look. It's so easy to like we get in this bag of being so recency biased that we totally forget what happened a decade ago. What happened 15 years ago? Because everything is happening right in front of our face. But if we do the homework, they started to ascend quickly. In 2010, when the Lakers beat them, Kobe Bryant was in the in the, in the press conference like, yo, these niggas are serious. Kobe okay. Bryant, they just won the so, championship in 2010. First so rank's like, yo. So this, let's stop right team, there. What was their what was their ranking? What was their what was their ranking? What do you mean? Uh C back then. Yeah, the C back then. I don't know what, what was that was that a first round matchup? What were the Lakers? What were the they Lakers? Were the eight, they were the eight, eight seed, seed guys. Eight seed. Okay. So so this is this is not that. This is the number two seed, possibly number one. Whoa, whoa, that's the seeding. So seeding, so yes, so the seeding is is you telling me the seeding is letting you know which team was better? But no, can, no, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying first that of all, though, you're, no, but, you're, you're okay. somehow overlooking what they're doing now. All I'm saying is, I'm not, regardless, I'm not. Uh, right? But regardless of where you have them, whatever your position is, they're number two, possibly number one in the Western Conference, tougher, tougher conference and everything. For them to do that, you got to give them that. They I have a chance good, to rival KD. Hold on, no, 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 I'm saying, oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm rivaling. I'm, I'm arguing what you're saying. We forgot how they ascended. They did not ascend this fast and this high. 
number two seed in they went from the eight year. They went from the eighth seed in 2010 to in the finals in 2012. What are we talking no, about? No, no, they did not. They first of all, Kevin Durant in his third year, third. This is SGA's fifth season. In his third year was the 2010 Thunder. They were the eighth seed. The following year, they were the four seed. 2011, they played the Nuggets, beat the, beat them in five, and then made it to the conference finals. The second year, lost to Dallas. Then the third year, they went to the finals. In the finals. But Kevin Durant in his fifth year was 2012 KD. I think the reason why this team is is dangerous. I mean, of course they got. I love Jalen Williams. We've talked about him a ton. He's definitely improved since last year. I love. He can hit from all three levels. He's a good defender. Chet is awesome. By the way, quickly, Chet or Wemby rookie of the year or other. As of now, you would have. You would. I mean, I would go Chet because of the record, but. If if I'm just going pure talent, uh, who who I think is better, I think I think Wimby. But you you can't argue with number two in the West with the West being what it is with Braun and and, and Kawhi and KD and how those super teams is packed mm-hmm. up and them dudes is is it, it, just going crazy. So I would have to go check. Yeah, I think this might be the first time we see Cole Rookie of the Year since um who was that Elton Brand and Steve Francis. Good point. Um. Good point. I think I think too. I think OG. I think this might be the first time That's we see point. this in a, in a in a long twenty, almost over twenty years, right? Damn, because damn good point. just the way they playing, right? You were saying about Chet, the way he's playing, and the way that team is playing. They're number two in the conference right now, but. We can't sneeze at 20 and 10 and leading the league and block shots, right? We can't sneeze. Yeah, that's crazy. We can't even sneeze at that. So, but, yeah, but real, real quick, real quick, Dom, I'm gonna say this about OKC. Y'all all put me on SGA. Um, I was dead wrong. Y'all said he was the next face. Uh, he was gonna be an MVP candidate, and he's doing that right now. But let me say this: I commend him for being number two. But when it gets to the playoffs. I don't see them beating Denver, Clippers, if the Lakers get in. I don't see them beating them teams. Like I said, you know, I don't know. It's, it's a lot of pressure in the playoffs. So, you know, for me, them dudes is doing great. But I need to see SGA and, like Fabian said earlier, uh, Ant-Man, I want to see these big performances like this in the regular season with all the talking, all the bye-bye and get out of here. I need to see that in the playoffs. Please. So that's what I was always saying with y'all. When we, you know, try to use your word fully and send these guys, I'm saying, you know, let's see in the playoffs. But to be number two right now in the tough West and be that young, I, I can't do nothing but give them props, bro. And I was dead wrong, dead wrong. I want to let, let Fabian go. I just want to say real quick, the only reason I get a little passionate about that OKC older team, you know, from the past and the OKC from current is that a, a big piece of what you said in your post was from what we know now. And a big piece of what we know now is we've been able to watch Harden, Durant, Russell. We've been able to watch, you know, Ibaka, Perk, you know, anybody on that team. We've been able to watch them go through their career, everything, right? From what we know now says, I've only been able to watch what I know, what I've been watching. So I know what I saw from them. I haven't seen anything from this team yet, right? They say that this team is deeper. I'd argue that they're not, you know? So I don't know yet what what it what it looks like because the most important part of what you said in your post was, for me, was what we know now. So go, go ahead, Faye, my bad. No, I'm just going to say to finish that off because we got to talk about them today. Now, like you said, they're like 
they might be the worst rebounding team of all the playoff teams in any conference, any division. They got they and they didn't address that in the in the in um nope. for the trade deadline. So that's gonna that's gonna hurt them. Like Minnesota might wipe them off the floor. They I, like I wouldn't be surprised if Denver, one of these big teams, just sweep them because of that. Just, we can straight rebound the ball on you, chat you too light. Um, yeah, they're, they're thin at the five for I sure. Hope, and I hope they don't overreact, right? Like say say a team like this. Let me ask you real quick, then we can move on. Say a team like this gets into the gets into the playoffs. They are high seed, right? And the way that the Western Conference is is stacking up, just because you are high seed doesn't mean that you're gonna play a shitty team. Like you may play a really good team. Right. But my point is, what if we get into the into the playoffs and OKC gets like like Fabian says, gets thumped, swept? Hey, okay, Ooh, I'm just saying I don't swept. want people to like overreact and then say, oh, that team is not good. But, they this, they that. But, like, but hold on, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say this. I forgot Phoenix also. My opinion. If they meet Phoenix, Clippers, Lakers, Denver, who are vets, who those guys are former champions, MVP, superstars who've been there, for me, I don't mind you getting swept. It's how you get swept. If these games is close and you guys lay it all on the line, I don't think you uh, panic. You just try to uh, figure out what you need, but you have to keep that call. You cannot. Y'all had Russ, Harden, and KD. Y'all have it all over again. In some, in somewhat, in some way, yeah. you cannot make that mistake again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they, I, I, I wouldn't panic. Yeah, SGA is shooting fifty-five percent from the field this year, and he's averaging thirty-one points a game for the second straight year, which is amazing. Now he's got better help, but their number two option, I think, would be is might be an issue in the playoffs. Just the fact that it's there's Jalen Williams is very good, but number two option on a playoff team, it might be tough for him to, we don't know yet. Right. Um, 20 points a game in a playoff series. Um, because other, other teams that they'll play are going to have a second option that can score 20 easily. Um, and then they're thin at the five, as Fabian said, they, 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 you know, did they pick up Bismack Biombo? Okay. That might help a bit. That might help because Jalen Williams at the five, they were very reluctant to use him. They had lineups with Kenrick Williams playing the five. Sometimes I watched them this season. Like it was definitely, they're definitely thin there because their starting lineup is what? By the way, do you think Giddy's going to hurt them, hurt them in the playoffs? Because they don't, teams don't guard him now. No, well, well remember, they picked up uh, 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 Gordon Hayward. No. Oh, yes. Right. So, That's going to be no, solid. I, He's, he can still get you 12 points. Listen, that was a great pickup. He's a vet. He can score. He's been there. Like I said, to me, that was a great pickup. I, I think, think that this, was it. I think it was. I think it was the worst pickup in the world. Now it looked even worse that the Mavericks picked up Gafford. The Matt. Oh, we'll get to them in a second. Yeah, you, that, was, that makes it even worse. I was last thing to say on OKC. I wouldn't be surprised if they lost and the, got upset in the first round. But this is going to be just interesting to see them. And I also wouldn't be surprised if they go to the conference finals. Right. Uh, right. On both, on both honest, sides. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, though, we'll see. For they're fourth in offensive rating and sixth in defensive rating. So it's not like they don't guard. But I'm starting to think Minnesota might be more serious for the conference finals appearance than the than the Thunder, just because their defense is like the Thunder's defense is good, but Minnesota's is like very good. It's like elite. Yeah. Just real quick, you can go. People better start giving Cat a little bit of props. That's all. We we gave him a ton before before you got on. Two before you got on here, I spent like 30 seconds telling everybody y'all need to pay attention to how Cat has been playing on the defensive end, on offense. Not he said. And you got it, Ant. You, I, I'm gonna get mine. I'm gonna get mine because I'm still one of the best bigs in the league. But Ant Man, go ahead. We can move on, Fabian, real quick. Your reservations on 
Gordon Hayward. I just wanted you to expound on that a little bit because I, I I just wanted to understand what your your perspective. I, the best, just the best version of Gordon Hayward that we've ever seen ever in life. Okay, take that. Why does that make them better when Gafford is on the table? Now that like there's no way now with OKC for their team for their team. Sam Presti sitting there. You if you didn't even entertain that many draft picks, all of they they big 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 them up. Sam Presti, you are on the clock, my brother. You messed up the Harden, Westbrook, KD dynasty. Let's not the the entire 2010s was set up by the by the Boston Celtics big three first super team. Then it was Miami. Then it was Golden State after KD went over there. But the or, or most organic big three that there was was the Oklahoma City Thunder. And the person who messed that up solely responsible for it is Sam Presti, who now has another two damn MVP caliber looking dudes. You're on the clock and you just traded for Gordon Hayward. Come on, and you could have had somebody to get rebounds or whatever it was to, to cover up your flaws. Every time, all right, you can get to the first round. You can get all this talent. But what do you do when it's crunch time? It ain't just the players that are under the clock, bro. I just talk about Ant-Man in crunch time. I want to see Sam Presti in crunch time. You're supposed to be this big superstar GM. Nah, come on. You're on the clock too, man. All right. Let's get on to the other side of things, and that is the Portland Trailblazers. Hold on, real quick, Dom. Let's. Would you want to do Portland Grizzlies and Rockets because they ain't making the damn playoffs? It, maybe the Rockets have a chance, but do you want to cover those three at the same time? I mean, the Portland here's Trailblazers, the Memphis Grizzlies, and the and the Houston Rockets. I'm sorry. I'll make it brief on Portland. This Simons. Oh, you have a thumbs down now. Port, uh, Simons is is very good. He's improving. Scoot Henderson's been disappointing. He's not even starting for them, and he shoots terribly from the field. Oh, I think the Charlotte Hornets may have made a good pick. And DeAndre Ayton, I'm extremely disappointed in. The fact that he is shooting or averaging 13 points a game, 13 points a game. He's missed 17 games, and he shoots 12 shots a night. Career low points per game. Embarrassing. You saw that article that came out that was saying that he was, like, complaining and being annoying in the beginning when he first got there. Like, maybe he's the – maybe Booker and Chris Paul and them were right. Maybe, and Monty, maybe he was the problem. Uh, they're a joke to me and completely rebuild mode. I would like to hear your guys' thoughts about Scoot Henderson. He's not even shooting 40% from the field. Over the last five games, Scoot is 46% from the field, 50% from three, and 98% okay. from the free throw line, averaging like 19 points a game. So he's figuring it out, right? He's on a little tear the last five games. Small sample size, but he looks night and day in comparison to what he was First day as a rookie where Chauncey started taking him off the bench to what he is now. Like the last week or two, um, you know, he's figuring out where he can be good in the NBA. So, I mean, I'm not high on them at all. I think it's awful how bad DeAndre Ayton is. It's awful for him to be a number one pick in the NBA. It is awful how bad that dude is. Well, for, for me, I'm not discussing Portland or Memphis. Not even wasting my breath. Uh, I like I, I actually like Houston. Um, me too. I, I, I like Udoka's coaching style. I like how they play. Um, Houston is Houston is going to be dangerous when everybody else is gone. Like when a lot of the older players is gone. Um, Houston, they building a culture over there. We need to really pay attention to the Houston Rockets. I, I really like what they're doing. Dylan Brooks, 
prove that he belongs in the NBA. He is an NBA player. Udoka's a hell of a coach. And um, they don't back down. Uh, free, I, everything you just said about Portland, you know, great point. But for me, uh, total disappointment. I don't feel sad for Chauncey Billups. I don't feel sad for none of them over there. I don't know what the hell is going on. Y'all guys are professionals. Um, and uh, Memphis, you know, just with the job of rent thing and then Steven Adams out, it's just a mess over there. So I, I'm not going to even, you know, kick the Wally down. But uh, I, I like Houston. Houston has a bright future. Houston has a bright future. They get one more piece. They can kind of be uh, maybe right up under like the the uh, the Minnesota in the OKC. When like LeBron and, and them guys kind of fade out, I, I like Houston. I like Houston a lot. I had an observation about Houston. I want Fabian to go yeah, ahead. Fabian, I have a question. I was, did you put when you asked if you want to knock these teams out together? Did you put Houston together with these three? Because I don't think Houston's on the same level as these other two. I actually wanted to give and them a second. I thought I thought so too. But I, I go ahead, Fabian, because Fabian the, said he don't think they'll make the playoffs. No, I'm saying that. Well, out of those teams, uh, it's I, you know. Portland, Grizzlies, Houston, and then if you want to mm. include the Jazz, they're the ones that, you know, the Jazz might make the play. I mean, the the, the Jazz, you're right. The Jazz and the Rockets have a chance the, uh, at the play-in still. They're two in right. three games. If you want to include them in there, fine. But I think the Jazz are going to join the Grizzlies, the Blazers, and the, and, the, and the Spurs. But the Rockets, we we see what they do. It's really just the home and, and road splits. At home, they're a monster team. They might be like a number three seed if they played every game at home, but they don't. We saw them against our Knicks, so we got a crazy controversial call. Um, Sangoon is a standout, but I can see them not missing the playoffs too. Like they, you know, they they're just young. They're just young. Van Fleet will have to play more games. Uh, Jalen Green has has improved, but we saw what happened yesterday. Like he was shot five or twenty, whatever he did against us. He ain't no, you know, he's still okay. I he's don't. He's not a superstar, Gilbert Arenas. Exactly, and I uh, I forgot what team. Oh, the Rockets. They traded Stephen Adams to the Rockets, as a matter of fact. So now they're shoring up for next season. Right. right. He, he's not supposed to come back to next season, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. So they're leading up to, hey, let's play, let's make this strong playing push. And then if we, whether we do or don't make it, now you got Sengun and Stephen Adams there to really shore them up. And as far as, you know, Portland, every, everything you hit on Flea was, is correct. Like, uh, School Henderson started coming around the last week or so. But other than that, the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies, we know about their injuries. And then um, that's really what it boils down to with the Grizzlies, right? Yeah, they're just hurt. They're just hurt. I want to give a shout-out, though. Desmond Bain is having a career year. And Jaron Jackson Jr. is averaging 20-plus points for the first time in his career. Obviously, he has to. But uh, he has to. For him. I made, I made an observation the other night. You know, Y'all know I was in the building for Knicks, uh, for Knicks Rockets. And um, – First NBA game that I was able to bring my kids to, so that was big. That was big for me. My daughter, and my son, was able to nice. get to an NBA game, so that was really that was huge for me, right? But got there early, was able to um had you know really decent seats, but was able to walk down, you know what I'm saying, and just kind of watch guys warm up and 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 get into the rhythm of the game. Nice. But I, me personally, you know, everybody looks at certain things, and I went down there and I wanted to look at the body language of Fred Van Vliet of Jeff Green, of Ime Udoka while he was out there. And everything screams they want to be there. Everything screams, you know, they want to help them get to a place where they're, you know, a winning franchise, right? Fred Van Vliet got a bag, but it looks like he wants to help that team. Jeff Green is old as dirt. We love Uncle Jeff. 
but it looks like he's happy, you know what I'm saying, to play there. Dylan Brooks is not a vet, but he's in he's getting into that, you know, space of being an older player. He loves being there. I just body language. I don't know these guys personally. I'm just talking about what I was able to observe, you know, from my vantage point. It looks like all of those guys enjoy playing with each other. They're young, they're trying to figure it out. And and they got that iron fist over there and a Yudoka, who he's a young coach, but he's not having certain shit. Well, well, Flea, real, real quick, remember Houston, you know, regardless of what they've been going through lately, it's a good it's borderline great organization. Got two titles, um, you know, with, with Hakeem in them, and then that tenure they had with James Harden, MVP, fighting playoffs for, every year, finals, playoffs all the time. So nah, that that that's not an organization where you know, they look in the tank and be terrible. Nah, they they solid. And I keep I'm telling you, they build it for the future. I see them in two, three years really making a push to where it's like consistent playoffs and having some big wins in the regular season. They're like OKC in Minnesota the last two, three years. That's where Houston is at. Like they they might take the they might take that Minnesota, you know, OKC leap that they took this year. They might be messing around with number three seed next year. Cause that's I mean Go ahead, Flea, because that's crazy. No, I, I was just going to say, it's just a, it's just showing some love to Udoka. Yeah, Boston's the number one team in, in, in the conference, probably the best team in the league. But that's because of the roster. That has zero to do with Joe Mazzula. Like, that has nothing to do you with You give him no credit? I give him no. He looks like a deer caught in headlights every time he's out there, whether they winning, whether they losing. Like, and is he an NBA-level coach? Maybe. I'm not going to knock him there, but Udoka had them running at a different pace. And I'm not talking about up and down. I'm talking about the way they defended, uh, the way they approached games, right? The way Jason Tatum played, minus the finals, Tatum wasn't settling the way he settles right now. He's a, he was a different player under Udoka, right? Can I, agree with that. Can, uh, I think so. But. Can I ask y'all a question? I don't want to jump off the subject, right? But you said uh, Dom asked, is he a a head coach, right? And now, is he really? Let me explain. We seen what Doc Rivers was in Orlando, right? The signs were there. You're not a good coach. You get to Boston, you basically get a team that we can coach. And they what was win. the team before that? OG, remind people what that before they got KG Ray Allen and before they got KG uh, and, and Ray Al Allen Jefferson. out. What was that team before that? What was their record with, with Doc Rivers the year prior? Exactly. Tell right. me. So, so what I'm saying is you inherit this great team and it camouflages your, your, your coaching skills. So for me, you know, I, I don't know if he can coach. I'm being honest. That organization is so good with getting talent that, once again, you can't keep coming up short. I'm, I'm sorry. I would love Dom to respond to that just real quick. How many times can you come up short with these superstar teams before you have to realize, yo, you ain't a good coach? Like I said, after Doc with KG and them, underachieved Clippers. You see what happened in Philly, and then you see what's happening in, in Milwaukee. He ain't, That's the roster. That ain't got nothing to do with him. Dom, your thoughts? Wrong guy to ask. <laughs> it's only been one. It's only been one year for Missoula. We got to give them another chance in the playoffs this year. They are number one right now. There's nothing to say, but um, 
We're talking about Houston. Oh no, no hold on, hold on. Missoula wasn't the coach that uh they went to the finals with against Golden State. Now Udoka. That's that what was I was Udoka. Saying. Okay, There's so a different team. So hold on, hold on. Last year was his first year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So as far as the Rockets, I had them twelfth, and they're in twelfth right now. So I'll actually hit on that one. Shingun is very impressive. He's the best player on the team to me. Uh, he's having a career season, 20 points a game, 10, uh, no, 20, 21 points a game, nine rebounds, five assists, shooting 54%. Fred Van Vliet is averaging the least amount of points since 2019, but I'm actually kind of happy about that because it feels like he's, you know, as, as Flea said, he's buying into what Udoka's selling. And the fact that they've gone from a, the most unserious basketball team I've ever seen in my life to fifth in defensive rating this season, like that's the Yudoka effect and the Dylan Brooks effect. I got to give him a shout out as well. I mean, I know he's had some games recently where he's been a little bit like reckless Dylan Brooks offensively like he used to be, but he's shooting 45% from the field and 41 from three this season. So got to give him his props. Jalen Green, though, guys, he, he – I mean, 41% from the field. I'm not a big, you know, I'm not a big field goal percentage guy, but what other things does he do so great? 18 points a game. He shoots 41%, 31 from three. He's averaging less points than last year. Like, I don't know if this guy's going to be all that. Well, when we, when we realize and when the world understands that Jalen Green is more Jordan Clarkson than an Mm all-star, then we'll start, he'll be in a position to be more successful. Right, you know when what, we please. when we get him out of that, he everybody he needs to get out of his head, and the rest of the world needs to get out their head that this dude, you know, he can be a starter, he can, but I like him in a role like a Jordan Clarkson, to be able to not have so much responsibility on being efficient. We don't expect Jordan Clarkson to be efficient, but we expect right. him to come off the bench, give energy, score the basketball, put pressure on the defense. Jalen Green does that in his sleep, but. He just doesn't shoot well. He just doesn't shoot the ball well. So I just think a different role for him will put him in a position where now we don't look at him like, yo, my man, you're supposed to be the guy. Gilbert Arenas is calling you a superstar when if he is in the role of a Crawford, a Lou Williams, a Jordan Clarkson, just not those guys per se, but the role that they play, put him in that role, J.R. Smith. Why can't he be – you know what I'm saying? Like put him in those kind of roles where – is the responsibility level isn't as high for you to be one of the guys that makes the engine go. You just a piece. Fleet, I was going to ask, would you try to get what you can before people realize that? Yes. Okay. Uh, yes. That's the season. Can, can I respond just real quick? I think if I think I, I don't think I would trade him. I would try to put him in an RJ Barrett role. You see how the Knicks had Brunson and Randall? And then RJ was that third guy, mm-hmm. um, unless Green don't want to get that through his head. Um, I think he can start, but I think he needs a superior superstar bona fide next to him, like a Kawhi, like a Giannis, or something like that. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to trade him. I don't think you want to. I don't think his stocks is that high to, to to get a lot for him. To be honest, should we move on to the next team, Fabian? Yeah, because this this team, your team, their stocks is high. It has been. Uh, the L.A. Clippers, 35 and 16, number three in the Western Conference at this point. Offensive rating, their third in the league. Defensive rating is 12, more middle, uh, middle of the pack. 
27 and 6 since December 1st. And here's some notes on them. They're 12 and 3 in games. 27 and 7 now, I think. Okay. And and they're 12 and 3 in games that were within five game five points in the last five minutes. Um, the Clippers have scored 117 points on 82 clutch possessions. That's all a bunch of fodder. And another thing that stood out to me was James Harden is the only Clipper to have played in all 15 of the close games of those close games. And he's had 18 fewer clutch shots than Kawhi Leonard. Um, one of those clutch uh, three, one of those clutch three clutch losses was in Minnesota about a month ago. The Clips are two and four within the top four in the West. So they're two and four against the top four in the West, two and one at home, 0 oh and three on the road. So on the on at home, they're really good against the top Western Conference teams. James Harden not shooting that much in crunch time. Time is this what you're looking forward to with the Clippers? Is it, you getting what you wanted or? I think uh, a couple of weeks ago, I tweeted that I take my L on the James Harden trade. Even if we choke in the playoffs, I think we wouldn't be flirting with the one seed without him. And flirting with the one seed, that is uh, major. Now, the thing is, the main thing I was wrong about was that Westbrook would be willing to go to the bench because that for some starting, I, I don't like it. I never liked it, and I, it's not as much of a disaster as I – actually, no, I'm sorry. It's even more of a disaster than I thought it would be, but they've recently shown flashes that they can play together with a spacer as that fifth guy. But Harden's been really good. He's been a little suspect against the best teams with really good defenses, though, I will say, but which scares me because that was my big concern with Harden always when, he, when we got him. He's been doing well in his role. Kawhi's been amazing. I'm a little worried about this injury he has right now going into this All-Star break. I hope it's not serious. Paul's been good, but he still has his Paul George moments where he plays like an absolute bot. Three for uh, four and, the other night. Right. So we've been great. We're in, this, in the race for the one seed, but my concerns in the postseason for certain players still exist. But, yeah, I'll take my L. Harden. You know, definitely he's doing what we can't, what we need him to do. We're flirting with the one scene. I don't think we'd be here without him. Dom, Dom, I got a question. I just want to ask you real Still quick. I don't like him like that, though. I, have, I know you don't. I want to ask you a question before before we, you know, we give it to uh we give it to OG. But read a report, sent Bones Highland home, sent PJ Tucker home. I don't really want to, I don't really want you to comment on why they were sent home before the all-star break. But I do want to understand and maybe giving us some insight. What is the deal with Bones Highland? I I I'm very high on Bones Highland. I think he's a he's a really good player. Um, he wasn't gonna find time. You know, Mike Malone wasn't gonna find time for him over there in Denver. So they did they did the brother a solid and, and got him in, in, into a, a Clipper uniform. Um, I'm always one of the guys that. Like fit matters for these young guys, especially the young scoring guys, like not the role player type guys, the guys that like to put the ball in the hoop. I always feel like like fit matters. So maybe he wasn't going to grow up in Denver, but maybe he gets a chance to grow up as a Clipper. Y'all are ready made, though. Y'all are y'all are in win now mode. And this dude is a kid. I've also heard some things about his attitude not being the greatest. I want to want you to give some insight. What is the deal with Bones Highland? Why doesn't Talu uh, get him on the floor more? Well, they don't get him on the floor more because of defensive purposes and having too many guards. Okay. Because um, when we got Harden, as, as I said, that kind of spelled the end for him. And I was invested in his development. 
which is part I of why too. I was too. I was too. But you know, the, the people that always say, "Do you want to see Bones Holland develop? Or do you want to win a championship?" They they'll say that, but. I'm not the, you know, I'm not super confident on Harden getting us to the championship, but he definitely gets us closer. Mm -hmm. I feel bad for the guy. I think what happened was he came to the Clippers. He was probably like, they were like, hey, you can be the backup point guard. You'll get minutes here. He was. We got James Harden. They tried it in the beginning to play them all together, and it didn't work out. Took him out of the rotation. At first, he looked like the biggest cheerleader on the bench. And I think now it's settling in for him. Like Westbrook and Harden aren't getting hurt. I'm not getting minutes. And the fact that he hasn't been playing in garbage time either recently tells me that things are starting to sour a little bit. And I'm surprised, honestly, that we didn't trade him for like try to get, you know, that backup four. We have no power forwards outside of PJ Tucker, Kobe Brown. These guys aren't rotation players on championship teams right now. And PJ Tucker has been a malcontent. He, he thought he was going to get traded. Now he's being even more emotional. So. He didn't want to be Udonis Haslam. He thinks he can still contribute on a championship-level team rotation-wise, which he cannot. Um, otherwise, he'd be used here. So that's the thing with Bones, man. I feel really bad for him, Fleet, point blank. I feel bad for him because I think he was the backup point guard, and now he's not, and now he's like, fuck, I'm not going to play. My man my man said, my man said, you know, the Clippers are, are in win-now win mode. They can't, ain't got time for hissy fits from that kid. And I was like, shit, that makes a lot of sense because – you know, like you just said, do you want to develop this kid or do you want to win a championship? OG, what you had? Um, just real quick, just to respond real quick, what you just said, that was a great question. Dom answered it perfectly. Um, Bones can't play defense, and I don't think he can play point guard. To me, that's oh, I disagree with I disagree with that. Hey, I mean it's okay. We can respectfully disagree. I don't think, you know, just because he has a hand doing a certain skill set, for me. I thought he would be able to be maybe like following to like Lou Will and uh, Jamal Crawford's footsteps. That's what he can do. I mean, That's yeah, but right, but he can pass like better than you guys think. Watch when you guys get him on whatever team he gets to next, and he gets to show it. He can pass, bro. I swear. I, I, I'm only laughing. I'm only laughing because Dime will sing praises of any Clipper. I need to talk to you. I need you to talk James to me Harden? about coffee. I need you to what? talk to me about Kofi. And, and he's been unbelievable. <laughs> I knew it. I knew he's it. Been I knew. Unbelievable Dude, I knew lately, gonna, man. I knew he was going. Have you guys seen all. what Amir's been doing? He's shooting fifty four. Been playing well. He's been playing well. And and guard. Yeah, oh, oh boy, everybody's everybody's unbelievable except uh, one guy. <laughs> right. Except Harden. Yeah, I'll be, I'll, yeah I'll That's real, right. I'll be real quick. Um, yeah. I expected this from the Clippers as long as they're healthy. To me, that's their only problem: health. If the Clippers are healthy. I've said it in the beginning of the season. Yeah, I was paused hard on Kawhi. It's because, bruh, we talk about you as if you're one of the greatest we've ever seen. I need you on the court. So if the Clippers is healthy, to me, they're the favorites. But if they're not healthy, then it's, it's that's what the, the, the injury bug bites them all the time at the wrong time. So as long as they can stay healthy, I'm not surprised with what they're doing. I knew James Harden would work only because – it gives Paul George and Kawhi a rest. They don't have to have the ball in their hands. And those guys is like, they under the radar. So I think James Harden coming in gives them a break, which they both need. It has. Right. So as long as y'all healthy, Dom, I, me personally, I don't see nobody beating y'all um, in the West. Now, in the East, I don't know. But in the West, if y'all are fully healthy, Listen, man, with Kawhi, 
Paul George, James Harden distributed, and Kawhi playing at the level we know he can play at if they're fully healthy. But for me, that's what it all boils down to for the Clippers. Hell. You think Kawhi's been great this year, Albo? Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, just real quick, I think towards the end of the season, he's probably going to be greater. Listen, he's just got to be healthy. Like you said, he always has some knickknacks, so it'd be tough for him. So, you know, I got to dial back a little bit. But once again, when that guy is fully healthy, fully healthy, he's probably the best player in the league. Wow. Tie praise. That's big let's, stuff. That's big stuff coming from old ball, y'all. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's look at what we had, the Thunder and uh, the Clippers. I had the Clippers fourth and the Thunder seventh. So Clippers, I was pretty close. Thunder, definitely a little off. I uh, didn't expect him to take this kind of a leap. And that's because I would say Chet's been better than I expected, honestly. It's really what it comes down to for me. Fabian. Uh, um, Fabian. Yeah. Fabian. Here's Flea. OKC six, Clippers fourth. So we had the Clippers the same. You had OKC just one higher than me. All ball had Clippers seventh, but that was before we got Harden. He was much higher when we did get Harden. And then OKC 11th. Wow, All ball. You give him the what I give Minnesota. That was, you gave him that smoke. You gave him that smoke, OG. That was terrible. Lord have mercy. And then Fabian had him fourth and the Clippers sixth, which is pretty respectable. He had an OKC the highest. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. No, no, no. Y'all sure I had OKC 11th? Look. Because <laughs> it's documented. Oh, wait. Let's he see. Says documented. Yes, yes, OG. <laughs> and, you know what? So you might have you might have switched Memphis and OKC. You might have. Don't 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 don't. Oh, extra sauce on it. Leave it. He, he threw a lot of sauce on it. Yo, real quick, I want to ask Fabian a question. Real quick, Fabian, most important player for the for the LA Clippers, Kawhi Leonard or James Harden? Important player. All right, Kawhi Leonard, come on. Now, that hasn't changed from the beginning of this season. It's never going to change. Yeah. We, none of us saw him playing this many games. If we, if we would have known he played this many games, we all would have been high on the Clippers, no matter okay. if they got James Harden or whoever. He's a different. Okay. He's a, he's an animal. The the numbers, yeah. the stats he put up is like seventy percent. At one point, it was it was crazy what he was doing. Top, um, top and I'm not percentage of all time. Yeah, well, I don't care about none of that. I don't see. I don't believe in them. Um, they're gonna have to have a miracle rebounding uh, a performance from from Westbrook here on out because that's that's one of, that's their biggest flaw. Uh, they're gonna have to have a miracle playoff performance. Uh, uh, PG James Harden even and Russell Westbrook. Y'all gonna have to grow some damn cojones. So a boy would say. I don't believe in the Clippers whatsoever. They're just like, I think they're, they're so, they're so, uh, I'm so down on them that I have them in the same class as the, as the Timberwolves and OKC. What you better prove it to me because they, they have oh. youth against them. These guys fair have their ex- reputation against them. But who's okay, fair enough. But who's, which teams are in the higher tier? Just the Nuggets? You don't no, the Suns are not in, much better than the Clippers, do you? I don't know. I got the Clippers better than the, the Suns are disgusting. Oh. Okay, okay so then second. it's just the Nuggets. Then we're all challenging the Nuggets. That's fair to me. No, 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 no. It's it's it. Those guys belong in the same breath. The Nuggets, the Timberwolves, Clippers, and uh, OKC. But when we talk about if they play against each other, if, if that's the Final Four in the Western Conference, I don't have that much belief in the in the you whatever the uh, knock you have against the young guys is fair. But you got to use the reputation against the Clippers the same exact way. That ain't right. Kawhi's proven. Them other guys are not proven whatsoever in the playoffs. What other what other guys are not proven in the playoffs? James Harden, Paul George, Russell Westbrook. None of them. To oh, win you, a championship, Fabian. Are you to, kidding? To look, 
to look like a decent playoff performer. That's None ridiculous. Of them. All three of them have had moments, though. All three of them have had moments, though. Yo, he be bugging. He be bugging, yo. He ain't got so, the okay. so I, Let's so move on, on to the Nuggets. So I'm the only I'm the only guy that said James Harden is a bad. So I'm the I'm the only guy that said James Harden is a bad playoff performer. Paul George is a bad playoff performer. I don't think Russell Russell listen, a bad, I'm a James Harden. I'm a James Harden like slanderer. He's not a bad playoff performer. I just think that he's bad in the highest no, level of, no, of playoff basketball. Don't let him off the hook. You didn't say what you just said. You like you said, we got it on tape. Boy. All I'm saying is, if you're going to use Minnesota's lack of experience against them, OKC's lack of experience against them, if you're going to do that, then it's fair to say, hey, we see your experience. It ain't all that. And the only one that has great experience is Kawhi. Now, they kind of even each other out. James Harden, let me just give you, give you before you go, one thing real quick. James Harden hasn't missed the, hasn't missed the second round since 2016. This, like, these people wish they could get out of the first round every year like that. Seriously. And I, I hold him. I, I say he falters at the highest stage. But the first round, that's still playoff basketball. He still plays well. By definition, he's still, you know, get, getting doing well in the playoffs. We've never seen Kawhi Leonard and Paul George fully healthy, ready to rock in, an, in a Western Conference Finals opportunity. We've never seen that. So... There's really no track record to go off of the Clippers. I mean, yeah, it's easy to say because the Clippers ain't never done shit. So it's like, okay, the Clippers ain't never been good. But to say that, like, they have to prove to you, I I, I promise you, Fabian, if everybody is healthy going into the playoffs, the Clippers are a bad matchup for every team in the NBA, including the Eastern Conference. Minnesota? Playoffs, okay, but seven games. Two I'm, I'm weeks. Gonna tell you, if two we weeks. can get there, I'll tell you who could get them, who could scoop them out with ease. Nobody. Ease six Ooh. games, six seven game series. We he, thinks Dallas, he thinks Dallas can. That's what we okay. Can. Well, let's let's go on to the Nuggets because that's our next team. The four seed. Do we have much to say about them? They still look really good. They lost Bruce Brown. Peyton Watson's been Please playing. Should. Good. No, no, no. Jokic is amazing. Flee's the guy I called from the beginning. We all had him ranked number one automatically. Every other no, team. No, one of us didn't. I, right, but I'm just saying. I, did. I did. No, 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 I'm point. sure two of us didn't. Two of us didn't. No, 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 Some, but we all had him as the as the coming back off the championship. No way they're, they're going to be out of top two. So they were top ranked. Please, the only one that said. No, no, no. Hold all ball had sons one. Please, the only one that said. Denver didn't re-up. They didn't do what they had to do for a team that needs to re-up. No, we're we back to back titles. Where did I have Denver? Three. Third. And where they at now? Four. Right there. All right. No, no I'm just trying to right look good for something because I've been horrific. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the OG said, yo, I got to get something. I'm leaving yeah. here with something. I'm leaving here with something. Ain't as bad as me. My my Dallas take, and what was most of my other take that was crazy. My other, that my Dallas nah, was crazy. Just, Let's it's see. Just, keep going with Denver. We got nothing about Denver. They're just they're just nah, they're the most dangerous team in the West. Let's be honest. Yeah, I think I Whoa. think I think the joke. I think Joker. You pull. You walk into the gym with Joker. You have a chance to win a championship. That's been proven already. Mm. But it's been proven. Joker and help. Joker and help. Right. Joker and help. I got it. Yeah. Right. But I I disagree that they're the most dangerous team in the league. And what Flea said is starting to show. 
They didn't replace Bruce Brown or Uncle Jeff in the shows. I don't think they're the most dangerous team. Everybody know who I said it was the most dangerous team. I don't know if y'all y'all discussed Dallas, but remember, I was high on Dallas. We haven't talked about Dallas. We're going yeah, to I think okay. that's the last team. No, 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 all, all right, so just yeah, for me, Denver, like I told y'all, I'm I'm being honest. Um I don't I don't I, I gotta agree with Fleet when he gave uh, his, his pre prediction. I, I I had to put them kind of high because they defended champs. And Joker is arguably every night the best player in the NBA. I just don't see them repeating and just the emergence of these young teams. Like I said, Kawandam got James Harden now. And we see what Phoenix looks like when they're healthy. When all three of those guys are so for me, I, I don't think what Denver did last year, just running through everybody, Paul, I don't I don't see it. So for me, I don't see them being the most dangerous team in the NBA. Nah. Fair it's enough. Just, they're young, they're young coming off the bench. Don mentioned something uh when we did did do these rankings, and I've been kind of paying attention to it for the for the entire season. Christian Braun hasn't really impressed me this year. And I thought really. Yeah, and I and I thought that what he was in the playoffs, because nobody has tape on him. He was a rookie last year. Nobody catches everybody off guard. There's a bunch of players that do that, right? And then it, it catches up to you. You don't improve as a player. Now we got our antennas up for you. Now you're not going to just pop into a game and score 16, 18 points and we don't know what you're capable of. No. Now we game plan. You're part of the scouting report and we're going to neutralize you. You're not even going to be a, a reason why they win or lose, right? So I thought that he would, I thought that he would go to another level, but as small as it may sound like when you said that too, I was like, damn, only Bruce Brown and Jeff Green, but no, Bruce Brown and Jeff Green. Guys that were really, you know, important pieces for them last year are off the team right now. You didn't replace them with anybody who has playoff experience. Let me say that. You replaced them, like you said, Peyton Watson, Christian Braun, a um, couple other guys over there. But you didn't replace them with playoff experience. So go ahead. But, go ahead, OG. But, but for me, you know, and y'all can respond or, or not, uh, one guy who flies under the radar, gets no smoke, didn't step up, and that's Michael Porter Jr. So for me, to me, that's where it lies at. If he doesn't step up, 6'10", can knock down a three, and don't know what else he can do because he attempts to do nothing else but shoot the three, you, you, you see how we lost, you see how the Knicks lost quickly in RJ, and OG just stepped in and kind of like, it's like we didn't miss a beat, and then you got DiVincenzo and them guys all stepping up. They lose Brown. They lose Green. Michael Porter doesn't step up offensively or defensively. Defensively, he's a little better than people give him credit, I think. But he hasn't. his stats are basically the same as last year, and he's slightly under PPG. So you could, you're right about you haven't seen any improvement, really. I wonder if that's more that they don't look for him or he doesn't demand the ball. But you're right. you got to hold him accountable to some degree. I, I agree with that. Can I ask you a question? When people talk about the Denver Nuggets, all they talk about is Joker or Jamal Murray. You never hear Michael Porter Jr.'s name mentioned at all. Porter Jr. has that back injury that I think we all know about, right? But then there's a foot injury, and I forget the name of it. There's a special name for it right now. I'm not going to jack up the name diamond fight the fight is some <laughs> yeah i'm not going i ain't going i ain't going you know what i'm saying i ain't going to try to play with it, right but fabian if you got a second to look or dimes y'all can look 
There's a special name for a foot injury that this dude is dealing with that is not being projected to us, the world, the media, all of that. Nobody's talking about it. And I'm not giving him a pass because I'm very hard on Michael Porter Jr. He dropped into the draft when going into that draft, he was the projected number one pick. I don't know if y'all remember. Yeah, He was the projected number one pick in his draft. And obviously because of the back injury, he, he fell. And I think he's the first player in that draft to win a championship. Somebody fact check that for me. I don't know. I, I got to recheck that draft. Yeah. But he was supposed to be number one and he ended up being 14 because I know right. that the, the Knicks were flirting to get him. It's called foot drop, the foot injury he has now. Foot drop. The there we go. Game. There we go. So it's literally painful when his heel touches the floor. So when, the, when, when dude gets out of bed, OG, when dude is walking up the floor, when he's standing in the shower, like he's in pain. So again, not an excuse, but Okay. For a guy that has been able to duplicate what he did last year, he's just he's just doing it again with no with no you know elevation and no drop off. I mean, thanks for 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 continuing to provide us what you gave us last year. Yeah. But that front office, Calvin Booth, Calvin Booth, we calling you out, Calvin Booth, former NBA player, Calvin Booth. You're the Let GM, right? Left-handed Calvin Booth, huh? You are the GM right now of the Denver Nuggets, Calvin Booth. Upgrade that roster, Calvin Booth. You won a championship. Great. It's time now to come up. It's time to Calvin up. Booth has been Calvin Booth has, was raw. He robbed the NBA when he with Dallas Mavericks like 20 years ago. He had a crazy series, if I'm not mistaken. He robbed he had six years to crazy contract. Crazy contract. Shout out to Calvin Booth. Kidding me. Shout out to Calvin. He Shout continues Calvin. on with the number noise. I have I have to get running, but before I go, all you guys hit it on the nose with the nuggets. We don't believe in them because of their bench, and they didn't replace Bruce Brown. I don't. I did not say that. I believe in them. They're still the most dangerous <laughs> team in the West. <laughs> They're coming out of the West. If I had to choose one team, well, the, well, the majority, yeah. the majority, the majority <laughs> of the four sportsmen do not believe in the Nuggets coming out of the West. The most dangerous team. We use the words "the most dangerous team." Before I leave you with this, the most dangerous team in the Western Conference right now is the Dallas Mavericks. I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about. We haven't even seen Kyrie Irving full strength. They're load managing him, which is illegal now, apparently, but they're load managing him for the for the playoff run. The your Los Angeles Clippers want no parts of them. That Daniel Gaffer pickup is crazy. The PJ Washington pickup is really good. The smile and the smirk and the laughter that Luka Doncic is playing with right now, that first game. I know it's one game. Is crazy. They know what they have over there. You talk about a well-oiled machine. The Nuggets lost Bruce Brown and never replaced them. So now that machine is kind of clunky. The Mavericks added Gafford, and it's now it's like Derek Lively ain't playing. Okay, Gafford fill in. Oh, Derek Lively's playing. You sub him out. Now it's Gafford in there. They look great. They, they're going to look amazing. They could beat your favorite team because the Clippers' flaw is rebounding. The team they're going to have a problem with is Minnesota. But again, I think the experience, and if Ant-Man doesn't show up in crunch time, they're done. Because Luka and Kyrie, Kyrie, we're forgetting. We talk a lot about Kyrie. But come on, man. One of the most epic playoff championship performances ever, ever, ever. That's the guy you're going to have to go up against for seven games, Mr. Clipper. And you ain't got nobody to defend him. And on top of that, he got somebody to throw the alley-oop with. On top of that, he got Luka Doncic. I hate comparing him to LeBron, but that means... Kyrie gets more one-on-one, -on -one, more one-on-ones 
in the playoffs. And my guy, as you guys dubbed him, Tim Hardaway Jr., I don't know why you guys dubbed him as my guy, he gets to score 30 or 40 points out of nowhere sometimes. He might have one of those for the whole playoffs. But the whole point is, I don't got the Nuggets as the most uh, dangerous team out West. The most dangerous team in the Wild Wild West. Listen, man, that's Luka Don- the Dawn, Kyrie Irving, and them boys. Mark Cuban, I got to salute you. Yes, I was dead wrong about them, Flea. Dead wrong about them. They, I had them in the bottom of the conference before the season started. And they are, went from that in my mind to the most dangerous team in the Western Conference by far. I wouldn't be surprised if they make the NBA, NBA Finals. Sayonara. Wow. Thanks, Fabian. I have, I, have, I have some reservations on Dallas. We'll, we'll wait for them. Let's get into this team, and I really hope we don't get too deep into them, please. Pause. Yeah, the Utah Trash. Oh, you hate them. Yeah. Eleven seed. I, I keep telling y'all, certain teams. I'm not even wasting my time. They're a total disappointment. Really? I think they're doing better than expected. I had some high praise for them. Uh, they started off last season. The first, they started off on fire and fizzled out. And this year, with the addition of Collins, which I never was a big fan of his, I thought, you know, they would, you know, make some some steps, like how OKC and Minnesota just took that leap. Um, Utah. They the Utah Jazz. I'm being honest. They need to take that team and put it in Vegas. Get that team out of here. Man. I'm sick of Utah. Me too, but they're, I disagree with your take this season. I think they're actually doing pretty well to be flirting with the plan. Lowry Markin is really, really good. He's having another yeah. all-star year. You know, 24 points a game. Shoots 50, 40, 88. Oh, my God. Uh, Jordan Clarkson is shooting 30% from three, by the way. It's like he's kind of disappointing. Colin Sexton, though, the last couple of months, he has really woken up. And I think that's been the, the, the guy that's fueled this run, Markinen and Sexton. So the two guys from the Donovan Mitchell trade, pretty good. I think Utah, they don't want to go to the plan and stuff like that. So I think they're a tanking team. Keontae George, I think there's potential there. He doesn't shoot well, love, but there's potential love there. Love that kid. Love so, that kid. Yeah. So THP and John Collins, I think I'm, I'm ready to say that they're – who they are, and they're not that great of pros. Collins is solid. He can start, and he's okay. Start on not great teams, in my opinion. And uh, THC's whatever. Collins will get bounced around in the league. He'll keep a job, but he'll never find a real home. Uh, they already said that he can't figure out their offense. Like, he's just having trouble trying to figure out their offense. Um, only thing that I have to say about Utah has nothing to do with their players and all to do with their coach. I think Will Hardy is a damn good coach. Like, I think what he's shown over the last two seasons with the rosters that he's had, a couple of different, you know, sets of guys that he's had, he's going to be a good coach, you know, going forward in the NBA. I don't really have nothing to say about the team, per se. They've played well over the last month or so. But like old Bo alluded to uh, a few uh, a few minutes ago, we watched Utah jump out, you know, first 20 games last year and was like 15 and five or something like that i'm you know and that might be not be accurate but they were really good in the first half of the season and they fizzled out only thing that i'm gonna say one more thing about them um danny Ainge is a shrewd operator right he's a shrewd operator so if he doesn't fleece them he'll find somebody else to try to try to fleece and 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 get back some things that's going to put Utah uh, in a favorable position. It hasn't happened yet, you know. 
jury's still out on what he's gonna do as as the head of the snake over there in the front office. So I don't really have too much to say about them like yeah. on the basketball court. Now let's get into a team that I think we're gonna have a good amount to say something about, and that is the Phoenix Suns. One of my least favorite teams as well, but I'm gonna start out by saying with them, they started out 15 and 15, had injuries to Booker and Beal. KD has had a phenomenal year. He's played 47 games out of 54, so he's missed seven. He's averaging 28 points a game, seven rebounds, six assists, and he's shooting 54-44-87 shooting splits. He's also defending very well and is anchoring that team at the four. I think, you know, Nurkic is who he is. We know he's an ass defender. Uh, I did not like their depth at all. I think Grayson Allen, though, he's having a hell of a season. One of the league leaders in three-point yeah. percentage, not the leader. He's only, shooting, guy, only guy in the league shooting 50, 40, 90 right now. He's shooting 49% from three, Grayson wow. Allen. Wow. And then the additions of Royce O'Neal and Roddy. Is it Roddy they got, right? No, just Royce. Just Royce O'Neal? I don't know why I thought they got Roddy. But Royce O'Neal, I think he'll help give him some more wing defense. But I still think to win the championship – their big three is a little bit redundant, mainly just having Beal. I think his skill set – I think it would be better if they had somebody with a different kind of skill set. Uh, and then I think that their depth or their, their role players around their big three aren't strong enough. And I don't have much confidence in either KD or Booker as a number one on a championship team. But the 1A1B dynamic – it's it's very lethal. I know I'm 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 in the minority on that because I'm I'm I've already said my piece about KD many times on this show, but I think they're dangerous enough to go to the conference finals, but I don't think they're winning the West. But I have to say they were 15 and 15. They got Beal healthy again, and Booker, KD, and Beal have put it together. They're 17 and seven in their last 24 games, and I think that they're a very good team, a top five team in the West. And Booker and KD are amazing. I mean, Booker's averaging they had two guys averaging 28 points a game. So, yeah, I would like to hear what you guys say about them. Well, I think I had them uh, number one with the prediction because, like I said, that firepower with a uh, Bill, Booker, KD. And uh, I look at them like how I look at the, the Clippers. They have to be healthy. If they're not, if they're not healthy, it's not going to work. They need all three to be healthy. KD and Booker is not enough. KD and Bill is not enough. Bill and Booker is not enough. For some reason... I don't know what it is, Fleet Dom. KD can't do it by itself. I I don't know what it is. So for me, with Phoenix, if all three is healthy, I think they can beat anybody because those three guys can get heat and light it up and catch on fire. But they have to be healthy. They have to be. So once again, I look at the Clippers, how I look at the Phoenix Suns. I was high on them because... Come on, you! how can you go against three of probably the top 10 best scorers in the NBA and all three can shoot the, the hell out of the ball from mid-range and from the three-point shot? So, and look how great Grayson Allen is playing. But for me, uh, Flea Dom, they have to stay healthy. Not healthy, they ass is getting out of here in the first round. We see what happened when KD was in Brooklyn and he didn't get the proper help what happened in the first round. To me, the same thing can happen. So those guys... They got to be healthy. I don't care how they start, how they finish. Certain teams, I don't care what seating they are. KD is a vet. Book and Bill been around. Just like the Clippers. I don't care if they get in as the eighth seed. Look at LeBron in them. Look what seed they got in and look where they went. 
Miami. So certain teams for me, they just got to get there. But if they're not healthy, it doesn't matter. They're going to get bounced right out. So they got to be healthy. They got to be healthy. Beals missed 24 games this season already. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think if you're the Phoenix Suns, you need to be figuring out how you're going to go forward without Bradley Bill. Good point. Like, how how do we, uh, you know, give Josh Okogi more 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 uh, confidence? Not even so much shots, just confidence, because now you got to make up for whatever you expected from Bradley Bill. So a guy like Royce O'Neal coming in, a guy that can hit shots, and you know he's going to defend. Like, you know he's going to defend – um, but that team in, in, in its entirety, uh, I'm not, I'm not really high on them. They got a, they got a, uh, they got a collection of great players. Um, I was watching, or well, watching them last night. I watched the whole game last night. Um, and I was watching Kevin Durant and I was watching how easy it still is for him. There's nobody in the NBA that if they step in front of him, it's going to stop him from getting where he wants, what he wants whatever kind of basket he wants, KD is still that elite of a scorer. Um, I talked about body language earlier with, with something else that we were talking to. And I just watch, I just watch, you know, NBA basketball players' body language. It doesn't come off to me that Kevin Durant is thirsting for a championship. Like, it doesn't come off. How like long that. has it been since he's been, been like that? It's been a while, Dom. I'll agree. Like, it's been a while, but it just seems so evident right now. Like, cool in Brooklyn, you went through the, you know, you got off the Achilles and you came back and all that. Like, cool. But I'm just watching him, like, now, still playing at an elite level. So I'm not going to discredit who he is. I just, look, at the end of the day, we're fans still of the game of basketball. And we look at it, you know, from a vantage point of if the three of us could have made the NBA, that would have been a dream come true. But it didn't happen. So guess what? That doesn't take the passion away from us as, right. as, as you know what I'm saying, as basketball right. guys. So when I look at a Kevin Durant and I'm an emotional dude. Y'all know, y'all know me now. I'm emotional. I, I, I behave in a certain way. Like people, he just doesn't give that like, same. That's he that's wants it. It, it just what? doesn't come off that way. Again, could be wrong, but he does not come off as though, like every time, two says it all the time. LeBron need to retire. Now, as much as he may be joking or not joking or whatever, when he says it, I never get the impression that that all ball is like, well, Braun doesn't play hard or it doesn't look like he's dying to get another championship. Some of these guys, even Steph Curry. I watched Steph Curry on Saturday night finish this Phoenix team. And I could see on him that after he hit that shot, it's still like, yo, I want this shit bad. I want it bad. Yeah, bro. Kevin Durant, it, it, it doesn't appear that way. Again, right. I don't know you, Kevin Durant, but I've been watching you since you was at Texas, brother. I remember when there was that burning desire to get an right. NBA championship, be the best player, MVP, get the respect that you was looking for. It doesn't come off like that right now. It just looks like, yo, I got what I need for, to be respected and to sit at the table. Great point. But now it's cool. You know, I'm I'm, I'm here. I'm just here. And, I'm, I'm just here so I don't get fined. 
I, I agree with everything you said. And even with everything you said, I still think he's one of the most consistent in terms of putting in effort every single game, too. Agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. Agree. Not, he, doesn't, he doesn't dog it. Doesn't but dog it doesn't yeah, it isn't like he's starving. Exactly. Yeah. I agree with that. All right. So we got anything else on the Suns? No. All right, because this next one's going to be something as well. Number 10 seed right now, the Golden State Warriors. Where did I have them, Dom? Yeah, let's take a look. So, All Ball had the Warriors sixth. Okay. Um, I had the Warriors sixth as well. Okay. Fleet oh. had them fifth. And Fabian had them eighth. So, Fabian's the most wow. right on this one. Wow. Yeah. All of us, all three, all four of us had them higher than when they are, where they are. Uh, I think it's safe to say that. Clay Thompson has regressed. Now he's starting to realize it that he has to sacrifice. And I think that's big. I, I don't know if you guys saw that post-game interview he had where he looked like he was literally about to cry. Yeah. He didn't close a game. I did. I did. So I think in the beginning of the game, what's one thing that's really hurt this team? They're small, they have no seven-footer on their entire roster, and they're slow. And Steve Kerr really leans into small ball. And Clay, CP3, and Steph, they can't really guard like that anymore, you know. So the strength of this team defensively is Wiggins, Kaminga, and Draymond. Wiggins has fallen off a cliff offensively this season. I know he's been playing decently the last couple of games, and they're on a five-game winning streak right now, but he has fallen off a cliff offensively. And then without Draymond, their defense falls off a cliff, and he's been a nutcase this year. I mean, how many suspensions has this guy had? So he just recently got cleared. I mean, Steph Curry is still fantastic, but it feels like they lack that number two. They're slow and they're small. I think CP3 has been the weirdest pickup. I think he's had good minutes off the bench with Saric, but he is not what they need. He tries to acclimate, but him trying to set off ball screens and pushing the pace and looking up ahead, it's just not his game. It's just a lot of him standing around in the half court offensively. He's good with giving the ball to Steph coming off screens and clay, but having all three of them on the court together is not good on the other end. It was a pointless move. And CP3 is not the seamless fit with a motion team, and he never was, even in his prime. Well, well oh, I, I was high on him. I didn't see Clay being this bad. Uh, I thought Wiggins, you know, the, the distraction with Poole and Green, that was gone. And, you know, like people say, you know, you still got to, you know, give them some type of respect. But you hit it on the nose, Dom. They little. And if you notice, man, it's starting to get back to to uh, big basketball. Pause. Like, you know, you got now seven foot centers. You have guys like Kawhi and KD still around. Then you got the SGAs, the Ant-Mans, the big guards. Um, like you said, no seven footers. We already know if Draymond Green ain't out there being super tough, they have no shot at anything. I don't care if Steph Curry averages 60. They held on to Wiggins too long. They held on to Draymond Green too long. Um, I'm pretty sure they had opportunities to get things back. The Chris Paul trade was a disaster. We all didn't understand what the hell that was about. Um, and I'm gonna just go back. They should have got look, they should have drafted LaMelo Ball. To me, that's where they made their mistake at. Um, but I'm gonna be honest. I, I they look bad, man. They look bad. I'm I'm not just no, they, they're looking good recently though. They've won five games in a row. And, and one thing we have to talk about is what 
the absence of Draymond Green allowed Jonathan Kaminga to do. He's having a breakout year, and he's averaged 20 uh, in the month of January. He averaged he's had a nice points. run. Okay, yes, I agree. And so and so that's the bag. That's the bag that I was wanting to get into. So thanks, Dom, for for throwing that alley oop. Draymond being off the floor has absolutely allowed Kaminga to be in a role that uh, he doesn't have to look over his shoulder at at Kerr if he's going to come out or not, right? Because Kerr was very hesitant to play this dude the minutes that he's playing him now. He got forced to because Draymond was suspended and um, Andrew Wiggins has just not performed well uh, on a consistent basis this year. So now you got this kid, Jonathan Kaminga, who is a really good player. He's a player. He's an athlete. He's their best athlete. By far. By, yes. by, by like head and shoulders, yes. the best athlete. Uh, I think he's their most versatile defender now. It's not Draymond Green anymore. It is not Draymond Green. Can Draymond get you stops in spots? Yes. But to to, ro to roll him out and, and, and hey, yo, go guard, uh, go guard SGA. Right, on a switch off. Yeah, he getting right. hooked. Go, you know, Kaminga, go guard SGA. Kaminga, jump out on Anthony Edwards. Kaminga, go sit in the chair and guard Jalen Brunson, right? Like, Kaminga is that type of uh, uh, a defender now who – I'm not saying he's all-world. I'm saying that he has the ability right. to guard and do that. Right. Um, that's their brightest spot. Uh, I, I, that's no slight on Steph Curry. I think Steph Curry still is playing at an amazing level. Um, still the best shooter in the NBA by far. Like, it's not even close. It's the second uh, – best shooter in the league is is a huge gap between him and Steph. Um, but what Steph brings, I don't think, is enough anymore to counter the what Draymond is not anymore, what Clay is not anymore. Like that that they had some deep rosters. Think about some of these rosters yeah. that they used to roll out, right? Non 10 deep. Uh, come on, a bogey, a Sean Livingston, an and Andre Iguodala. You Barbosa. know, Leandro Barbosa. Like, come on, David like, West. Yeah, David, they they, was, they yeah. used to roll out Festus Azili. Like, and I'm not talking about guys that are all world. I'm talking about depth. Like, I'm talking about being able to look down at your bench right. and say, "Yo, I need you in," and and you go in there for five minutes. And when you come out, that's some of the best five minutes of basketball that the Warriors play. Right, but they don't. But then, hold on, you forgot. But then hold on, Iggy. And then remember, with that whole run, Clay was arguably the best two-way player in the game. One of them. Hand, or, like, or, or, or at least top yeah. three, top five. Top right. three, no question. So when you when you see how different they look and they haven't retooled, right? They yeah. stuck with it. Now, Kaminga is, is coming of age, and that's because Draymond's a bonehead. But let's say Draymond doesn't get uh, suspended. When does Kaminga get his opportunity? We don't even see what Kaminga is if Draymond's not a bonehead. Um, we've completely forgot about Moses Moody, right? Wow. Because of Gary Payton Jr. Now Gary Payton the second, excuse me, Gary Payton the second is back. He's he's getting those minutes, right? So, uh, my 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 guy who went to Washington, uh, BP by uh uh uh, tell me his name, Don Bodon Bodemski. He went to Santa Clara. He went to Brandon Santa Clara, excuse Brandon me. Brandon Pajimski, he's had a great season, too. I'm happy we shattered him out because he's having a great season. Excellent season, right? Excellent season. Seems like a, a Golden State-type player. Seems like a Steve Kerr-type guy. With all of that being said, they're still missing a ton over there. Still missing a ton. 
Um, Can they get a series off a team? You think just for no. the simple? No, no, no. It would it would have to it would have to be it would have to be a a tough. It, it would have to be like a tailor made matchup, right? And I haven't found anybody that I see them match up against, and I'm like, well, damn, that's a tough matchup. I don't I don't know about them. Like, do they make uh, the playoffs? I don't think so. Would it be embarrassing if they don't make the playoffs? They make the plan. I, I think I, the plan I, I, and don't I, make the playoffs with like like they did in 2021. Yep. And yeah. I think it's and I think it's embarrassing. Yes, I do. Because they have they had ample opportunities to make changes. I'm sorry. I'm not listen, man. Draymond's oh, shooting 40% from three this year, by the way. I want to just say that. That's insane. He's gone he back to shooting well. Huh? You maintain that? Can I don't know, but even if he's he's probably gonna finish with over 35%, which is good. For him. Which is which is excellent, and that's right. what that's what's going to be able to justify the four years hundred million hundred million dollars. Right. But look at the fuck, so good, right? But look at the fucking team. That's what that's for me is what like Mike Dunleavy. Don't be a novice at this. Okay, he shot a career high from three. He's played the the best basketball he's played since when? Dom twenty what sixteen what? Whatever you say, right? I, I said he's. The, I think I said he's averaging his highest PPG since 2018. Right. So his highest points per game in in over almost six seasons. That on paper is what's going to justify. Okay, we gave him four years, 100 million dollars. So okay, great. But are you going to win any championships within the next four seasons? No. Please. Let's he's think missed about it. 24 games this season out of 51. That roster, you're not beating. OKC, you're not beating Minnesota. You're not, be you're not beating the Lakers. We see with y'all too little. You're not beating the Clippers. You're not beating Denver. I mean, look, you're not beating Phoenix. I don't care what happened that game. A seven-game series, y'all guys that little. Steph Curry literally pro would probably have to average 35-plus for them to be in those games if 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 Clay Thompson is going to continue to be this bad. Teams is going, yeah, we okay, let Kaminga beat us then. Go ahead. Let Curry go crazy, run around and try to average 40. If Clay's still struggling, we're not even worrying about Draymond Green. Ah, they listen, I'm surprised they didn't make a move. It goes to show you they're gonna make some moves in the summer, and I don't think Clay is returning. I had a wow. I had a if Clay agrees to come off the bench, I think he's gonna retire there. If he agrees to do that, I think he's slowly gonna start to realize that's the route and they try but to get on, someone better. But 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 Dom, just before we move forward. Cause I can't stay on butt so long. Come off the bench, okay? And and who's who's in that spot? Right, they're gonna have to figure that out in the off season. Right, off right. Season. This right. season, it's like it's gonna be tough, as you guys said. They, they gotta make. They got They need a big man. Listen, they need to go be trying to go get a lot of guys like Andre Drummond. It's Things. over. He's on a roster though. Andre Drummond. The trade deadline's done. You got to pick out. No, 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 no. I'm saying for next year. Oh, okay. Well, well in the buyout. I just read in the buyout market that they're looking at Boogie again, and I don't Boogie doesn't do you know doesn't move much. the needle, so they don't move yeah, the needle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah. You know, so nah. I mean, there's 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 a few guys out there that don't have jobs right now that are bigs that could just come in and defend and rebound, but you know, at, at one at one point, like Javale McGee was really good <laughs> for and Golden they let State, him, and they let him you know, go. You know what I'm saying, like. Javel McGee, I just, I just named Festus Azili. I just said something about Andrew Bogut, right? Those three guys were vital pieces in what they were doing in terms of winning championships. 
y'all have like fully leaned into this to this small ball thing. And and to be honest, we need to move on from 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 Golden State. But the last piece for that, it seems more of like stubbornness. And what I mean by that is, they drafted Wiseman. They don't want to tell everybody that they messed up drafting Wiseman. They don't want to say that. So they're mm-hmm. gonna do, and they won a championship since they drafted Wiseman. So it's like, what? So what? You drafted Wiseman. That was a bad pick. So we we won a championship still. Right. right but. Right. They ain't going to do none of that going forward until they get it big. Like you said, the league is slowly but surely turning back yep. into yo, two bigs. Yep, two bigs. You need to. So we'll see. How about the New Orleans Pelicans? Sixth seed right now. I think it'll be interesting to see where we had them. Fabian had them ninth, which I don't think is a bad pick at all. Um, because we worried about their health. That was the major question with New Orleans was their health. All ball had them fourth. I think wow. you were banking on that they were going to be healthy. Okay. Flea had them eighth, which I thought is a good pick too. And I had them eighth as well. So right now they stand at the sixth spot. They have a record of 32 and 22, 10 games over 500. So the exact same record as the fifth seeded Suns. And as far as health, this season, Zion has missed 11 games. Ingram has only missed four. Hallelujah. And C.J. McCollum missed 14 with that collapsed lung. But for the most part, they've all played 40-plus, and all three of them are averaging at least 18 points a game, but none of them are averaging 23 points a game. Trey Murphy and Herb Jones have improved. Thoughts on them, guys? Well, bro, let me let me go because I might have to run out this. Me and I told you I had a little, but I had to come on. Got you, got you, got you. Um, the, the, the Pelicans, for me, are the second most dangerous team behind the uh Dallas Mavericks, they're young and they so have. We're the most dangerous. Oh, oh, the Clippers. Yeah. Well, 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 well. For me, the the no, 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 no. Remember, I always had Dallas as the most dangerous team. I said the Clippers. For me, if y'all fully healthy, nobody touches y'all. Nobody touches. Well, y'all. We have been healthy this season. All right, but but y'all have to stay healthy throughout the playoffs. I'm saying for me, the Pelicans. Once again, Dom, same thing. To me, they're in the same boat with the Phoenix Suns. If you're healthy, then you're tough. But if you're not healthy, Zion is in and out of the lineup. Brandon Ingram in and out of the lineup. Um, but they're fun. They're young. They're exciting. They just got to stay healthy. It's no excuse for them no more. They all play together. They have the chemistry. You have the experience. Once again, to me, it... it, it Flee, Dom, it, it relies on Zion. To me, this is all on Zion. It, does he still want to be there? If they can stay healthy, listen, man, you have them, you have Dallas, you have the Clippers, and I would have to say Demo because they are uh, defending champs. Defending champs, yeah. Those four, listen, Sacramento took a step back. Like I said, OKC, Minnesota, I got to give them props, but they still young. But I, I see I see the Pelicans. I would love to see them match up in the first round where either Minnesota or OKC. Two young squads going at it. To be honest, I don't know who to pick. As great as SGA is looking, as great as Ant-Man is looking, listen, the Pelicans is tough, man. Tough. And Brandon Ingram's mindset, he wants to be that guy. That's, right. that's it right there. 
That's uh, it right there. Right. I'm I'm pretty sure his makeup, his mentality, watching watching him, he wants to be mentioned with SGA in him. And he wants to take that challenge. So for me, I like the Pelicans a lot. It's just that it's just so much going on with them from just things with Zion, things with injuries. So I, I that's why I had them where I had them at. But I, I, I like the Pelicans. I like the Pelicans a lot, and they fun to watch. They fun to watch. But fellas, I gotta go. I hit y'all in the uh, in the DM. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good to see you all, ball. No, yes, talk, always. Talk to you soon, OG. Yes. What you, Have a good what night. You, what you got on the Pels fleet? I mean, they're seventh in the league in defensive rating right now, which is which is pretty surprising to me. Last season they were oh they were sixth last year too, so they're a better defensive team. I give them credit for and. You know, with Jonas and Jonas and Zion going into this season, I'd say they weren't good defenders. Zion, I think, has gone a little better the last couple of games I've watched him, actually. But still, I wouldn't consider Jonas or Zion good defenders. But Herb Jones, he makes up for a lot. I, um, I'm not super high on the Pelicans, um, but I also am not going to say that, you know, that they're not a solid team. I think they're, they think they're well coached, number one. Um, I think that they have a lot of guys over there that want, right? They have a lot of guys over there that just want to defend. Um, they did just lose Dyson Daniels, which I think is, 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 it will slightly hurt them because he's just been a guy that has just been playing his role. Like he don't, he don't want to put the ball in the basket. I think you just mentioned a little earlier, Dime, their starting lineup, all guys are averaging at least 18 points a game. I don't know if we can go in the no, just their big just their big three their big three oh excuse me okay so their big three is averaging um at least 18 points a game which uh which i think is really good right i think it's really good i think um i think brandon ingram for that team for me i think brandon ingram what what uh what all ball alluded to brandon ingram needs to be the guy brandon ingram needs yeah. to be the guy that they hand the ball to and say here take us home how many with, shots do you think he should be averaging a game brandon ingram uh, at least a dub. Okay, he well, he's only he's only shooting sixteen and a half shots right now. He shoots forty nine percent. He might have to bump those up. He might he might need more FGAs, man. Because how many shots a game does CJ and Zion take? Zion takes fourteen point nine, so fifteen, and then 15. CJ fourteen point eight. So CJ and Zion basically take the same amount of shots. Maybe CJ needs to tone it down a bit, but I think. I think it's natural because CJ's their pick and roll ball handler a lot, and he comes off screens for shots. Whereas Ingram is more of like a throw it to him throw in the mid range. Yeah, and, and let me right. go get it. I mean, but CJ Ingram's also an underrated passer. My bad to cut you off. Ingram's an underrated passer too. I think he's improving yes. at that. Yes, yes. Um, CJ naturally is not a point guard, right? Like he spent a lot, a lot of his years in, in, in Portland playing next to Dame, and the ball was in Dame's hands. So a lot of the stuff that he did off the ball. Um, you know, he was, but he wasn't really a catch and shoot guy, right? It was like, you know, when they was together, it was like his turn, my turn. They didn't really have a lot right. of sets that I remember them, you know, running where, um, they really got both of them involved in the offenses. Either head, throw it to them, go work. Here, CJ, you hot tonight, you go to work. I like the mix. Uh, I love Willie Green. Um, I'm a big Trey Murphy guy. I like Trey Murphy. I, you know, I like what he does. Yeah, he's, he's really good. Yeah, he's really, really good. Um, And no, all of those guys, and I'm talking about, um, you know, the pieces, the Trey Murphy, the the Herb Jones, the Jose Alvarado. 
Like those guys, they all play with confidence. They all want to defend. Um, just winning, winning kind of players. So um, they'll be dangerous in a seven-game series. I don't think anybody would, you know, pencil them in as yeah, we want to play New Orleans. Uh, so it'd be nice uh, to see Zion in the playoffs for the first time in his career. Absolutely. We saw glimpses of Ingram against the Suns and how good it could be, but now you get Zion in there. Absolutely. Um, to see how far they are from being a good playoff team, you know? Absolutely, Dom. I think that's a great point for what you're saying. Um, bringing Zion in and, and, and letting him get a taste of that playoff basketball. And that's seeing what he looks like in, you know, late April, May, June. You know, what, what, do, we, what do you look like? What do you look like when you're playing in a meaningful, big stage basketball in the NBA? What does it look like? So. Interested to see the, the Pelicans. <clears throat> Wanted to give a shout out too to Herb Jones. His one weakness, three point shooting, at least in terms of what he can be an, an amazing role player in this league, two way, three and D guy. 41% from three this season. Shout out to Herb, man. Really shooting so, shit, man. Really shooting yeah. the ball well. Averaging 11 points a game and should definitely be on a defensive team. I'm excited to see the Pelicans in the playoffs. And it looks like they're finally having the health that they need. But, yes. you know, I'm not going to knock on wood and hope. Hope that continues for them. Now, I don't want to spend too much time on this team because we literally talk we got, about them all the time. We got two teams left. Oh, no, we got a couple teams left. We got the three three teams left. The three Lakers, teams. I mean, I guess we don't have to talk about their entire season. We already, Unless you want to address your that you had them as the number one seed, but I think we've talked about them. There was that phase where we said AD and LeBron are playing great, but it's just everybody else. Then we wanted to have a little bit more smoke for them, mainly LeBron, because AD, I'm not going to lie, he's continuing to play like a monster. Amazing. Uh, Amazing. And Darvin Ham has not really had a great pulse of things. Their role players have been in and out, but they seem to have found something in this recent starting lineup with D'Lo and Reeves being back in the starting lineup with LeBron and AD. And now they're going with Rui Hachimura instead of Torian Prince. And it's looked pretty good so far. They've won uh, seven out of the last 10. Any different takes on the Lakers? I mean, they're ninth right now. Just give your thoughts overall on them on the, on the season. Two of the best players in the NBA. Anthony Davis is playing out of his mind. Um, I can't knock LeBron James for who he's been um, over the past 21 seasons. So um, they have two guys on that team that uh, that I feel like I had them number one in the Western Conference. I was dead wrong. Um, it just says something about their coaching. and. Coaching is big for me when it comes to the Los Angeles Lakers. You got to be a guy in there that is fully confident in who you are as an NBA head coach. I think trying to figure out lineups and 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 having so many different lineups <clears throat> says something about you as as a coach and who and and your confidence level in your in, in in the decisions that you're making. Right, you go back to the lineup that you know originally that you rolled out with. You tried some other things. This worked. This didn't work. That worked. This didn't work. And now you're back to D'Lo and Austin Reeves as your as your backcourt. So I, I just think that um, you know, they are disappointing to have Anthony Davis playing at the level that he's playing. Um, to have LeBron James still being able to maintain a level of greatness, and you know, these guys are the ninth seed, uh, gonna be fighting to get into the playoffs, uh. Just disappointing, just disappointing, and um, you know, I do think that uh, 
there needs to be a coaching change. There needs to be an absolute coaching change with that uh with that Los Angeles Lakers ball club. So we'll see. We'll see. Man, that was perfect timing. Perfect timing. Cause I was I froze for a sec, but the fact that you got right back, uh you ended your your talk right as I got on is perfect. Perfect. But yeah, I got nothing more to say with the Lakers. I think you said it best. We cover them every single day, so or every single week. So if you want oh. Laker content, this, this is the channel to be at Lakers and Clippers. But let's get into the last two teams. Right now, we got the number seven seed, Dallas Mavericks. They're hot right now. They just picked up Daniel Gafford and PJ Washington. And you, yeah. would think listening, you would think listening to Fabian, though, that they just picked up Hakeem and freaking like Pau Gasol. But they <laughs> added some depth. Now they have two good centers and lob threats for Luka with Derek Lively, who's been one of my favorite rookies to watch this season. Baby Tyson Chandler, they keep yes, kind sir. of referring yes, to him as. Luka's having another great season. Had a 73-point game this season. And... Kyrie Irving has been injured a good amount this season. Of course, that one where Dwight Powell fell on him. Uh, they tried with Grant Williams this year. That didn't really work out. Apparently, he became a malcontent, traded him. But Tim Hardaway, 17 and a half points a game this year. Um, he's not very efficient, but you know, he's he's a streaky. We know who Tim Hardaway is at this point. Kyrie Irving has missed 22 games, but he's averaging 25, 5, and 5. On 48% from the field, 41% from three, and 88% from the line. So he's been spectacular when he's played. Sounds and then Luca, like Luca, 34 points a game, nine rebounds. If you round up 10 assists, 9.6 on 49, 38, 77.5 shooting splits. Uh, Luca's playing at an MVP caliber level. The Mavericks are having a much better season than last year. This is his second straight year, averaging 30 plus. Your Lead the league in scoring, Don? Leading the league and scoring. Embiid, Embiid, I believe. Embiid. Okay. Okay. Thoughts okay. on Dallas? Uh, I think Dallas is going to be dangerous. Uh, have reservations still about Jason Kidd and who he is as a head coach for that particular team. Um, he empowers Luca a lot, and I think as you should, Luca's your best player. But you know, you start to hear the rumblings around. You start to see different things. You know, Washington had a trade in place for Kyle Kuzma to go to Dallas. <laughs> of all people, Kyle Kuzma declined the trade. He didn't want to go and play for them. Uh, I'm sure you guys saw what Spencer Dinwiddie had to say about going back to Dallas as opposed to, you know, becoming a Laker. Um, we saw some of the things that Kristaps Porzingis had to say departing from from Dallas. So all I'm saying is is that Jason Kidd has propped up Luca up here. He's he's on the same uh he's on the same level as MJ, Kobe, LeBron. This is what Jason Kidd has said. And yes, Jason Kidd has played against all three of those guys that I just named. But to put Luca in a spot where he is your best player but there's this notion that you guys got to be better around me as opposed to Luca is going to make guys around him better. And I don't think that Jason Kidd has got to that piece in Luca's development in terms of he is he, one of the best passes in the league, gets guys involved, does all of that. But making guys better is the is not 
uh, assisting, and Fabian just jumped on, and I'm glad I'm glad he jumped back on because he said something about Chris Paul and a couple other guys assist hunting. There's a difference between assist hunting and actually getting guys involved and getting them better. Uh, I do believe that Luka Doncic is a great passer, but I think that that assist hunting does fall on him a little bit, and he he does have a responsibility to get guys around him better. We need to, to debunk this myth that Dallas hasn't put any talent around Luka. They've done a hell of a job trying to put as much talent as they can around Luka. Just certain things Last year was ass, though. Last year was bad. Last year was a mistake. 100%. But last year, last year, you're trying to make up for the fact that you fucked up and didn't sign Jalen Brunson. So now you're trying to make up for the fact that you let him walk. And, you know, now, now how do we need to get back to the Western Conference Finals? They were in the Western Conference Finals. They right. could have been in the finals playing against Boston. Right? Like, that's, that, that, that's just the facts. So, uh, Dallas is going to be, Dallas is going to be good, but I think everything hinges on how much Kyrie Irving is effective in the playoffs. And we know he play, he's great on big stages. And who Jason Kidd is as a coach when he's coaching Luka Doncic. I think that that's big. We know what Luka's going to do. Um, you mentioned their, their, their addition, so I'm not going to mention those two guys. But I think those are great depth guys. Uh I'm very high like you are on Derek Lively. I've been super high on that kid for for a long time. Uh, Fabian's just joining the party. So he likes Derek Lively now. So, you know, dangerous team. Dangerous team. You don't want to see them in the playoffs. If the playoffs started right now, you said that they're the sixth seed or the seventh seed? Seven. Seven. So let's just say that they are the seventh seed. They would play number two, which is... The well, they would actually play against in a one-game playoff versus the Kings. I just said, I, I just said, let's assume that they make they did okay. They'd be playing would, against the um Thunder, and that would I'd be I'm not gonna lie, I think Dallas might be favored by having Luca and Kyrie Irving, and I'd be glued to that series. I that would, would be really, an excellent television. Come on, Dom, like I would be yeah. glued to Luca versus SGA. Oof, come on, and in the first round. Right, and you like, know what's crazy? I think both fan bases would be disappointed if they lose. Like they expect to win, both of them. It's true, because th there's hey, no way that Dallas. In. Go ahead. Hey, can you jump into your thoughts on, on Dallas? Yeah. You're gonna walk back. Anything you got to say about that? Well, first yeah, of all, how, how do I sound? You sound good enough. No, I don't like you. You know, I don't like good enough. How dare you? Um, I you just said it. They might play. The Kings in the play-in. That's a rematch from last. No, they didn't make the playoffs last year. Playing at all. I, I just think that to I'm all a fan about of having a well-oiled machine and just being able to. You leave lively. He gets to sit and Gaffer gets in there and it's a non-stop threat in the middle. And I think who in the West has that besides Minnesota? And if they're number one, play until the final round in the conference. Because, I mean, the Joker is that, but he's not a rebounding. Well, he's a, re a rebounding machine, but he doesn't play defense like like uh, like Gobert. So I, I just think Dallas is so like that Luca Kyrie thing. Luca made the conference finals. We're forgetting that too, and they're better than what is this a better team than that conference finals team? 
I think it is. I think so. Yeah. Yes. And, and I mean, Brunson, I think Brunson is better than Kyrie. Has to do with a lot of, with availability, but I don't. What's the difference between that Western Conference and this one? When this they went one. to the Conference Finals. Oh my God! I'll tell you. Let's let's start from the top. I mean, the Clippers had we had Kawhi Leonard out. Kawhi Leonard makes us completely different, right? Lakers had the Westbrook year, so they're just worse than they are now. Uh, Denver didn't have Jamal Murray, so that's major, major, major. And then Minnesota was just two years younger. OKC just two years younger. Now they've ascended. Uh, Sacramento didn't have Sabonis yet, so they hadn't really taken off. Or actually, they had just gotten him, right? So I'd say the you know those are the differences. And the Warriors are worse now. Yes, yes, they're not. They're not the same team. They're not as uh, Utah's been broken up. They're not as talented. Um, Phoenix is still in the mix. Yeah, they'll be around. And New Orleans was still in the mix. So, and they've they've only gone you know matured. So, uh, let's with Dallas. Their question mark for me was two things before the season: defense and are their role players good enough. Well, offensively, they're tenth right now in offensive rating, and they're pretty electric when Kyrie's healthy. With Luca and Kyrie, it reminds me a lot of having LeBron and Kyrie together. But they don't have a third star in Kevin Love, and I don't think that their role players are good enough to make up for a third star right now. So, I think, I think th that pairing can go really far, has the potential to win a championship. I just think if you're not getting a third star, you need better role players next season. I think Gafford and PJ are a start to that going off the bench, but. Derek Jones Jr., I think he's had a very solid season, really good defender, super athlete, attacking closeouts, shot the ball from three better this year than I think, but he might need to be a bench player on a championship team, and I, I, that's fine. I don't know if he's a starter. And then – Man, you know, I, I, I wish they had Dodo still. Man, if they still had Dorian Finney-Smith, yeah, he would be huge. Yeah. Um, it really would. So I'm interested to see it. That's not a team you want to see in the playoffs at all, but I agree with your assessment of Luka. He needs to find a way in the playoffs to get Kyrie Irving his shots, to get Tim Hardaway his shots, not just everybody feeding off of his plate. You can't just – I don't think that pick-and-roll ball is going to win a championship like over and over. Only LeBron's done it, and he might be that 1% like LeBron, but as I said, he doesn't defend like LeBron won. Like this team is bottom 10 in the league in defensive rating. So that's tough. Yeah. I think having that's Gafford – tough to overcome. Right. Tough to overcome, especially in the playoffs. And we'll see how Luka and Kyrie defend in the playoffs. So it'll be interesting. I think it all depends on who they get. I think they're a little bit away from winning a championship. I, But I definitely think Luka can easily be a number one. I wouldn't say easily, but I have full faith that he could be a number one in a championship team. But there are steps. Just like if Kid wants to align him to those guys, and he mentions him in conversations, well, those guys had to learn a couple of things. So yeah. I think that's this time for Luka. And now he doesn't have the – no help excuse. Maybe he doesn't have as much, enough help to win a championship, but he's got a second star, and Kyrie Irving is very much that. So I'm interested to see it. Any last words on the Mavs, uh, gentlemen, before we go to the last team? I, I just think also the same way Giannis is overlooked, his offense to me is overlooked this season, so is Kyrie Irving. As, as great as he is offensively, he's playing differently. He's shooting a lot more shots underneath 17 feet and that's very intentional, especially compared to last season. I think 50% of his shots came above 17 feet, something like that. Hmm. Like, for Kyrie to be that intentional like that, I think is very scary. Him and Luka just play this, you know, they figured, I think they may have watched the Brunson tape also with him and Brunson there. I don't know how much of a, uh, how much of more, 
uh, how much better he got from Brunson and that and that team. I just find it, like you said, that that LeBron Kyrie matchup all over again in Cleveland. The one major factor has to be when you compare anyone to LeBron James. No, he's not a one-on-one defensive stopper like that, but he covers that much ground. He's that dominant of a presence. That's what they would be missing. But offensively, Luka got to stop shooting them damn threes, and they're just I I just I see them being. I, I'm trying to stop myself from saying they're coming out of the West. But they, to me, they're, they're that dangerous because offensively, they're, they're that much of a threat. But defensively, they they were lacking. And now this Gafford thing, no, he's not Matumbo and and uh, the second coming of whatever the hell you said, uh, uh, Don. Oh, he heard that. Oh, he heard that, Don. <laughs> but 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 you need stops. Like the Nuggets were were ranked what in in the in defense last season? Let me look it up. I want to say seventeenth in the regular season. In the playoffs, they were like number two. They were the number two defensive team in the playoffs last season, if I'm not mistaken. But the regular season, they were okay. And were Dallas 15th, has a chance. 15th. Bang, middle of the pack. Middle of the pack. Yeah. I just, I, I just, I'm, I'm just, and I'm also disgusted we didn't get Gafford on. It could be I'm biased to that as well. I could be biased to that, man. Well, hold on, hold on. Fabian yeah. just riding around with a 4K camera. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to say this. Um, Kyrie Irving has also, from all the games I've watched, been playing much better defense this year. Just like a lot of effort defensively um, from what I've seen this season. And I haven't watched Mavs, a full Mavs game in a little bit, but I have to give him props for that. Uh, Luca. He, just to finish off on him, he's shooting 23 and a half shots a night. A it's a little surprising. His team's not that bad, but we'll see. Maybe, you know, I, I'll keep watching. In the playoffs, I'll watch everything. So we'll see all the flaws in the playoffs. But let's finish off with the last team. We had a lot of – by the way, should we pull up the uh, what everybody said about the Mavs? Oh, oh, yeah. had, you got, this, is Flea, this is Flea's moment to shine right now. I had them ninth, and right now they're eighth. Uh, are they seventh? No, they're seventh. I had them ninth. They're seventh right now. Flea had them tenth. All Ball had them eighth, which is pretty close. And then Fabian had them fourteenth. No faith Goofy. in Luca at all. Go <laughs> Anywhere? I, I, listen. I thought they were depleted offensively. I thought to rely on a, on a, on to have your defense anchored on on a rookie like that was going to be a big mistake, which they were. Like it, it, it was that, but the Kyrie Luca thing is big time. It got him in the middle of the pack initially, but they just don't have enough. They were on the same on the same field as like Sacramento. Shout out to Scott Rochelle. He said, like, the fun teams like Sacramento Kings, the Indiana Pacers, the Atlanta Hawks, and the Mavericks were in that same group where, okay, that's fun. But, what, like, when it's playoff time, what is that? That, don't, that, does, that doesn't matter. And now you change things with someone who can cause turnovers like that. They can end defensive possessions with, immediately with rebounding and block shots with Gafford. And that alley-oop. Luke was throwing alley-oops from half court, bro. He's he looks like he was he's about to unlock in the playoffs. That's my my feeling on this. So 
uh, that Gafford deal is really haunting for me, man. I'm telling you. Fair enough. The final team, the eight seed right now, the Sacramento Kings. We all had pretty deferring picks on this. I had them third. And to be honest, I don't think that – actually, no, I had them second. Flea had them ninth, so that's pretty close. Uh, all Ball had them second as well, and Fabian had them third. I think we all had them so high. They haven't actually disappointed me at all, but I had them high because I can guarantee their health a lot of times and more than the other teams. And so that's why I had them there. They're about the same as last year, but I don't think they've done enough to get better than last year. I think they've kind of stayed the same. De'Aaron Fox is great. Sabonis having another great year. They're 30 and 23. I bet if we looked up where they were at, at this point last season, it wouldn't be that far off. They're half a game behind Dallas, and they're only one game in the lost column back of five-seeded Phoenix. So they're not as good as Denver and the Clippers, which that doesn't shock me. But if you had told me they'd be th this much worse than Minnesota and Oklahoma City, I'd be a little surprised, but I don't think that's an indictment on them and more just those two teams are good. And it's mainly to me because the Kings, they still can't really defend like that. They're 19th in defensive rating, and they're not number one in offense this year. They're 14th. So any thoughts on that, guys? They're still a pretty good team. I uh, only thought that I have on them is that I expected them to take another step from what they were last year being a three seed, right, or two seed, I believe. They were number two and number three going into three. the playoffs last year. So I expected them to take another step. They took Golden State to the seven-game tough series. Uh, Steph Curry had to have a 50-point game seven on the road for them to win that series. Uh, Fabian is, 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 is high on Sabonis, but is, was disappointed in how he played um in that series which rightfully so he did not play up to his potential but this dude is leading the league right now in triple doubles he's been phenomenal this year in, in terms of scoring the basketball rebounding the basketball um and getting his guys in, in, into position i think both of those guys are taking it extremely personal for not being all-stars this year even though that they've played out of their minds i'm talking about De'Aaron fox and um demontis sabonis so where do i have them um i'm always high and I, I think this is the fourth time in a row i've said something about coaching but i'm always high on a team that is well coached and i think sacramento is a well coached team i don't care what anybody says mike brown is an nba coach any way you slice it we, we could talk about whatever he is an NBA head coach. Uh, he's putting those guys in position to um, be successful. I think what's hurting them right now is what Don alluded to, is that they aren't the team that they were defensively last year. I think that they really – that there was, a, uh, there was a level of attention. That it was intentional for them to be better defensively last year. I think that they've taken their foot off the gas a little bit. Uh, I remember Mike Brown challenging Keegan Murray to be one of the best wing defenders in the league. Uh, he hasn't proven to show that as of yet. But he's been better uh, this year defensively, I'd say. He's shooting better. worse. He's been shooting worse from three, but he's averaging more points. But last year he shot 41% from three. And I just checked, and this year he's at 35 and a half. So that's six percent difference is kind of significant. That's a significant that's six six percentage points is a significant drop-off. 
Um, but again, I think if they buy in to playing defense how they did last year, I don't think their roster is completely different. They didn't have an overhaul of of, of different guys coming in. They 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 got they're running out the same guys, so they still keep chemistry. They still keep a, a, a cohesive unit. Um, I don't think they need to touch anything offensively. Keegan yeah. may need to be shooting the ball better. You know who's dropped think- off? Malik Monk? No, he's actually averaging more points this year. Kevin Herter went from 15 points last year to 11 right now. He's a they starter. May, yeah, they may. I mean, they may need to look at upgrading that. He's, you know, he's still a great shooter. I mean, he's not shooting right. it well right currently, but that's that's his bread and butter. He's still a, a a hell of a shooter. I don't know how you upgrade that. I think you upgrade that by Keegan Murray just becoming who he's supposed to be. I think Keegan Murray has the potential to be a a fringe all star. I think Keegan Murray uh, can be Chris Middleton. Better than maybe you know, yeah. just a little better than Chris Middleton. Does Keegan Murray have the ha- does he have the ability to have the ceiling of a Clay Thompson in his prime? Absolutely. Will he ever shoot it Whoa. like Clay? No. But prime, prime. I'm just talking about prime Clay being able to stop the opposing team's best player, and you can't leave him open. I think Keegan has the ability to to be that at some point. Um, I was gonna say too, Harrison Barnes. Averaging three less points this year. And every time I watched him, like there was one game where he couldn't stay in front of anybody we had. Like he was getting blown by by everyone. Um, but that's it's time to upgrade that position. Definitely. And then the last thing I'll say before we go to Fabian to close it out is I just look at the record at this time last season. Exact same 30 and 23. I think the West is just better. West is better. And everyone knows they're good, as you said. But go yes. ahead, Fabian. You can close, take us home. Um Real quick, what are De'Aaron Fox numbers looking like in comparison to last year? Very similar. More points this year by a little bit. Sabonis plus one in points, rebounds, and assists this year. And shooting so well from three. So, because De'Aaron Fox was the, was the most clutch player last year, according, you know, with their fourth quarter stats, whatever it is, right? Um, But I, he doesn't look the same to me. He's been getting ripped a lot. Like a rip, surprisingly so. Um, and big, I, I, big 40 ball last night. Yeah, but they lost, and yeah. I, and I think, I think, I think I like Fox because he went from a guy that I thought was overrated to oh I was dead wrong. Right. Um, the Halliburton thing is going to be revisited all the time. I I think there's no way at this point, there's no way at this point, as great as Darian Fox is, we can't say if Halliburton had had Sabonis. They might be a better team. Current same exact squad they have right now. You get Herder gets easier shots. Uh, Murray gets easier shots. Sabonis is like their point guard. He was like that last year. That's why he was a fake Sabon, a fake uh, Joker to me. Like a you know a, a, a how you say that a no frills Joker, a poor man's Joker. But you know how I feel about him in last year's playoff performance. Keegan Murray, they're keying on you now. You, it's, it's no longer a surprise. You shot the most three-pointers ever for a rookie. You're not going to shock anybody now. And I'm surprised Flea ain't jump on me about this. How can I say that the Mavericks didn't improve defensively and I had them 15th, but I was so high on the Sacramento Kings? What did they do defensively in the offseason? Nothing. They, they re-signed Harrison Barnes. That was a big mistake. I don't know what contract was worse. 
signing Harrison Barnes or Golden State re-signing Draymond? They're both what? like trash. Definitely what? Harrison <laughs> Barnes. Draymond is actually a good, still pretty good. Harrison Barnes is whatever. What the hell happened to Davion Mitchell? And, uh, he, and I think he never got a shot. I I'd assume. No, no, he got it. He had a shot. He just offensively. He no, I mean, a, I mean a jump shot, not like a shot oh. to play. Exactly, exactly. He at least I thought he would be like Lou Dort, because again I always I like, love I, that I love that comparison. Lou Dort worked on his three ball though. Yeah, Lou, he's Lou, bigger, Lou Dort, he's bigger by several inches. Lou Dort worked on his left hand coming into the league. Like I, you know, I don't watch college ball fully, but I do watch some of the. I forgot my man's name on the ringer. He came into the league no left hand, and that was huh? No, no, hello. Okay. It's another guy, uh, uh Kevin Connor, Kevin O'Connor. Yeah, he had a video about Lou Dort, no left hand, gets a left hand, and then he's scrappy, and he's guarding your best player every night, right? Every night, every night. Davion Mitchell has the potential to guard one through three at minimum. Your best player, he has that potential. And he was getting replaced by Keon Ellis this season at one point. Davion Mitchell was a defensive player of the year coming out of Baylor. Like he was supposed to, he was supposed to come into the NBA, and Baylor won the national championship as him being the best player. So before Mike Brown came over there, I think uh, Luke Walton was there, and Luke was giving him an opportunity to see where he could fit in in terms of being an NBA player. Mike Brown is just like almost completely taking him out the rotation, and I was just wondering because he is a guy that you know makes his bones on defense. You know, why aren't they playing him anymore when they are struggling on, you know, especially point of attack defense? Why are they not playing him? So that was just my question for Sacramento. He, he Lou, uh, Lou Dor, Davion Mitchell just never, this is going back a couple of years now, two, three, since his rookie season, when um, Halliburton was there, it's another guard that they had. And now with Herder there, and you hit it on the nose, uh, Dime, earlier last year, Sabonis heard her like dribble handoff three pointers were like where they were shooting like ninety percent the first two months some something crazy, and after that, you know the the whole rest of the NBA were like all right enough of this. Herder, he is in that Kyle Korver category where he's supposed to be this great shooter. Where's the big shot at? To me, that's where he's at for me. Kyle Korver was much better. Come on, man. Maybe yes. Okay, maybe as a, as a at least as a reliable three point shooter off the catch. Kevin Herter might probably has more off the bounce. Honestly, like Kyle Korver never had a moment like Game Seven Herter against Philly. That was wild, but because he didn't have nothing off the bounce. So honestly, but Korver, what he did, he was a the best specialist I've seen at that. Like the curl left to right three. I mean, Redick was really good at it, but Korver was. Cover was, was automatic. He had, the, he had the height, so he could shoot over right. some some and of the he, defenders. Yeah, and he had a lightning just, lightning fast release too. Yes, but yeah, I'm I'm saying Corver looks the part. He shoots the part. Everything about him is like, oh yeah. And every time I watched him, and maybe because I, I lost money with Corver, this bastard. But he, I always use him as the as the example of yo. He's supposed to be this this sharpshooter, bro. Like, what the hell is this? Herders yeah, in that is even worse. Herder, I just looked at it, guys. He's averaging his lowest PPG since his rookie year, Kevin Herter, and the lowest minutes. So you can tell they're losing a little bit of confidence in his minutes because he's not a very good defender. I, I always thought he wasn't that bad, but I haven't watched him this season. Um, he's mediocre at best, and then 
Yeah, I think he's just some nights he makes his threes, and I think his averages will average out. But there are nights where he misses everything, and teams know that dribble handoff Sabonis hurt her last season that was so lethal. They have way more tape on it and stuff like that. But the Kings have the exact same record now as they did last year. I just think this offseason they got to really try to get rid of Harrison Barnes and get a much better player there, either a third star or just a really quality role guy. Um, do you think Sabonis at the five is good enough? If you want to get to a championship level, you should have him at the four. Nah, Sabonis, listen, Sabonis to me, he looks like their best player. And you know, I I think he's because if he's their best player, he's he's playing that way night in, night out. He gets the rebounds. I I think how much better can you get? It's just defensive. It's just my defensive worries with Sabonis uh, at the five, but offensively, yeah, he's ideal. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, how much better defensively he is what he is. Who is at the five to replace him with to, to even create some sort of identity you, with, with? You're the right. Team? You know what they got to do? They got to get a two and a three to replace Barnes and Herder, put Herder on the bench, get rid of Barnes, and get two solid, either three and D or like a guy that can, both of them have to be able to defend, but, uh, you know, they got to be able to put the ball in the basket too. And those guys don't grow on trees. I'm not saying straight three and D guys, but two guys that can defend and then we'll go from there. But anyway, any last words? This was very great, guys. We talked about every Western Conference team. We're going to timestamp this for you guys just to have a midway point of this. We can look at this in years and years to see where we were at at the All-Star break. I'd say for me, the biggest surprise, the Minnesota Timberwolves. To be the number one seed in the West, they are the big surprise of the season for me. OKC is definitely doing better than I expected, but I think it was reasonable that they could take a big leap. But a leap this big that they're flirting with the one seed, absolutely shocking for me. And then the Warriors have been worse than expected. The Lakers have been worse than expected. And we'll do the Eastern Conference soon. Uh, the West is big time. I think this is the best Western Conference since 2015. I think. Oh, yeah, since 2015. I think the West has been the best conference mo- my whole life, basically. Uh, I think this is the best West I've ever seen, 1 through 12. But I'm not ready to say it's the best West I've ever seen because I think they're they, we lack great teams. I think there's a lot of good teams, very good but we don't have as many great teams as, say, when you had OKC and San Antonio and Golden State all at once in 2016. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's my last thoughts. You guys? Uh, was completely wrong about the Lakers. They're dog shit. Sorry. I had them as the number one seed. I was wrong. Dead wrong. Um, And I look forward to uh, – to you know, going through the Eastern Conference, I think that should be fun. That, that yeah. should be fun. So, it's my last words, Fabe. What you got? Um, I think I'm surprised how the Lakers are playing the young guns this season. Oklahoma and the Pelicans—they play them really well, like small, old guys on the court. But I'm not surprised with their record as much. Number one option. Um. Option. I think Minnesota is a surprise, man. Minnesota is a shocker because to be number one this fast, I didn't expect that. Number one is crazy. Defensive player, defensive player of the year, number one defense, and they have the makings for like a real as as you know as big as I am as with the Mavericks right now being dangerous. We got to stop leaving out the top team is the most dangerous when we say that. Because at the at the at the trade deadline, the most dangerous team was Oklahoma. 
right? Because you had all the draft picks and you were the number one, number two team in the in the West. So you could have done whatever you want to get better. So we got to stop saying, leave it. I got to stop leaving out someone like the Timberwolves being the most dangerous team when they've been whooping ass the whole year. So you're right, Dom and uh, and Flea. Minnesota's the biggest surprise, and they've been doing their thing. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much for everyone that tuned in. Please let us know your thoughts on the episode. If you want to see more episodes like this in the future, we haven't done a four sportsman in a while. This was episode 31, if I'm not mistaken. Shout out to All Ball as well. Let us know what you thought of the episode and your thoughts on the West so far. So throw the comments in there. And Dime Dropper fam, I will see you in a couple of hours for the last live of the pre-All-Star break. Clippers, Warriors. Apologies to my Laker fans. I will not be able to go live for that Utah game. But Edwin and I have something planned for a basketball on Figueroa that was supposed to come out today. We had, we had a technical difficulty, and we're going to redo it and give it to you guys when the Clippers and the Lakers are done playing tonight. So that'll be out on Friday. Peace out. Have a great all-star weekend. Yes, sir.